Hello and welcome back to the F24 podcast. My name is David and as often as possible, I have a creative come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London or wherever they're from, culture and creativity. Doing this, well, it's amazing for one. Being so honest and open talkingly often is a real dope feeling. It's a bit scary at times, but it really does make you think. I also know it's strange for the interviewee. When do we ever get 90 minutes plus to talk about our journey so far in everyday life? We're working, living life, dealing with bills, trying to paint, spend time with loved ones. We ain't got time to talk like this. And so I really love it. I really appreciate it. And well, because I love it so much, I got myself a Zoom 5 recorder. It's got two plug-in lapel mics and I'm record anywhere now. So I'm getting these stories, people. So I got on a train recently and went down to my second favourite city in the UK, my ex-home for nine years, Brighton, to go and check on my big homie Nick and borrow his amazing gallery studio recording spot in Hove called Place to sit down with Brighton resident, but whole native with other places in between, graffiti writer, artist and illustrator, Pinky. You remember those pink blockbusters from the early 90s? You've seen them in the magazines and online. The old school wild styles, the colours. And also being from the south of the country and especially the arrogant swagger of a Londoner, yeah, me. And yet with absolute bewilderment and awe at the styles coming out from the north, when you're 16 in zone two Kilburn and you hear a place called Hull and you see pieces from crews like DRA, you realise the depth of the culture you've become part of. This is that no borders stuff. Our stuff transcends. I've been wanting to meet Pinky since then. And I've got a chance maybe 17 years later when one of my clients in Brighton needed something and I thought, you need Pinky, that's what you need. It was dope to hollow it and commission him for some work. And since then we've been in contact and chatted on various occasions about loads of subjects. I knew this recording would be amazing. Pinky brings us back to Hull in the 80s and gives and tells us about his first sights on paintings in the street and his first paintings, what it was like growing up in Hull and being a writer there, meeting other writers and getting into jams, and his thoughts on leaving his hometown and moving south. We'll talk about how he supports himself through work and commissions, his experience on putting on his first gallery shows, and how travelling abroad clicked and gave him the conviction of thought to call himself an artist. His work is great, psychedelic, bright, amazing use of colour, and it gives off amazing vibes. Go and check him at The Pinky Vision on Instagram whilst you listen. This is an amazing story. Enjoy. This is F24. Um, well, let, let's, um, what do you want me to call you, by the way? Pinky? Yeah. Let's, um, let's start at the beginning, man. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you from? Where am I from? Well, I grew up in Hull. In Hull? Yeah. Um, Midlands. No, Just north. North, more north, north east. Than the north east. So, imagine the UK looks like a triangle. Yeah. Do you know where Liverpool is? Yeah. Well, if you drew a line from Liverpool across to the other side, oh, right. that's where across. Hull is. Oh, is it? Yeah, pretty It was much. a bit lower down. No, it's oh, okay. pretty far north. Yeah. It's not as north as Newcastle. No. It's about two hours to Newcastle, so it's okay. nearer to, but it's in Yorkshire, so it's yeah. like East Yorkshire. Um, it's famous for having a giant bridge that yep. goes over the Humber mm-hmm. to Lincolnshire that basically doesn't go anywhere. They built it in the 80s. It was all part of some uh, plan by the Labour government at the time in the 70s to build another city on the South Bank. Right. And they never built it. It was but like a new the town they were going to build. But they built the bridge. And they spent years building it. And for years, it was the biggest bridge in the world. <laughs> but it went for... But it went to nowhere. It went to, like, Cleethorpes and Scunthorpe and Grimsby and yeah. Barton. Handy it doesn't for go some. anywhere, yeah, but yeah, it's so yeah, funny. Yeah. 
Um, what was it like growing up there? It was great. I enjoyed it. It yeah. wasn't. Um, I mean, it, it, it's sort of. It, I tell you what, it is about it is it's very. It's a very individual sort of city. Okay. Because yeah. it's quite cut off um, from any other major sort of metropolis. You mm-hmm. know. So the nearest place is probably Leeds. Um, but then Leeds and Manchester and Sheffield and Nottingham and mm-hmm. they're all a lot more bunched together, whereas Hull's out on a bit of a limb. Right. Um, so it's definitely quite a, a place of individuals and sort of people who aren't, don't really take any shit from other people. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, when I was living there, when I was growing up there, I mean, it was, it was pretty much, you know, broken kind of city it was right. it had a fishing industry okay and that had been wiped out um they used to fish cod they used to go off and fish and there was like restrictions on where british uh fishermen could go yeah so they used to go all the way up to iceland and everything mm-hmm. so hull was this like you know through through the sort of first half of the 20th century and then by the 70s sort of late 70s or mid seventies, it was wiped changed. out. So then it was just like huge unemployment, a wave um, of it. Yeah. yeah, like a wave of it. Like all the time I lived in Hull, it was in a recession. Wow. Really, do you know what I mean? Like I moved down south, and people would be like, "Oh my god, the recession's coming!" And I'd be like, "What? I thought <laughs> we were already it. fucking in it. <laughs> I've lived my entire life in one." You know, it was like, I mean, there were there were people there with money. There was suburbs. There was you know, yeah. and it had a big university, uh-huh. so it was sort of like it did have that other element to it. That's like having a, you know, a tourism. It's yeah. like having tourism having a uni in your town, yeah, isn't it? Because exactly. it's got a constant. So there was flow always of money. an influx of yeah. whether, it, whether it's know, large or not. There's always an influx. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was an influx of new people. So there was always like shit going on. So there was like music. Um, what do they do at the uni there? What do they specialise in? I don't know, really. I, th- I mean, whole university is like one of those proper unis. My mm. wife went there. That's how mm. she ended up in Hull. She went to Hull University. It's probably most famous for... There's a poet called Philip Larkin. Yeah. And he was the librarian at Hull University. Wow. Pretty much for his entire career. So all the time he was being famous as a poet, yeah. he had a job. As the library. He had his nine to five job and that was there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So all a lot of his poems are about Hull and you know. Um but I mean he's he's a pretty twisted yeah. guy. How how was school? Did you do what was primary school like? Uh, primary school was a bit weird because I sort of arrived in Hull as a little kid. Oh, you weren't born there? No. Oh. So I, I moved there when I was about Seven or eight. Oh, okay. Um, so you'd had some years. Where were you? Oh man, I'd lived. I'd sort of lived in like North Yorkshire, uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere, in a little village, um, and then I'd before moving to Hull, I spent a year in Wales. Wow. In like North Wales, in this place called Harlech, okay. which is like near Snowdonia, right. mountains. Yeah. Pine forest, Greenery. fucking castle plonked in the middle of it. It's like a tiny village, beaches, um, and there was a little university there, like a little college there, yeah. where 
foreign students and mature students could um, get the qualification to go to uni. Yeah. And so my mum and my stepdad went there, spent a year or two in Harlech, and then they applied to uni and ended up in As Hull. mature students? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That must have been... Have you got brothers and sisters? Mm. Yeah. So you're yeah. all there together? Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. I was like, I thought it was like fucking Lord of the Rings. I bet. I was like, there was like dragons, people <laughs> speaking a weird language. <laughs> weird road signs. Yeah. But I think it's always left a sort of little, it's it totally left an imprint in my mind. Wow. Even though I was only a little kid. Yeah. I sort They're of had this years. like proper wild, like year or so where I was just like, me and my sisters were just traipsing about, like out all the time. Amazing. I can remember climbing up some weird mountain until, and, until there was snow. Like I could I reached snow. Fuck. And there was no adults with us. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah. Mate, how old are your sisters? One's older, one's younger. Wow, okay, so it's yeah. not gay. Yeah. <laughs> so the older sister would have been like, maybe like 12 or something. Okay. So maybe she was like, yeah, come on. Um, so yeah, so lived there, so lived a kind of a country kind of life as a little nice, kid. Man. Yeah, um, adventurous as well. Yeah, and then moved to Hull, and Hull was like a city. Yeah. And a bit more like, what the bloody hell do you want? You know, like a bit more straight up northern, yeah. gruff, you know. Yeah. And I started school here. there, and my dad's name is Pink, uh-huh. right? My stepdad's name is Pink. Surname. Surname. Yeah. Peter Pink. <laughs> Brilliant. He was a Londoner. He was from like West London. Peter Pink's a Peter London Pink. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, total. And um, so when I moved to Hull, I changed my name to Pink. So I Your arrived surname, in yeah. Hull. Yeah, yeah. With a new surname. Because um, it was like, yeah, new start, new city. Let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. We're a family. Yeah. You know, I had a little sister and her name was Pink. Okay, yeah. So I was like, right, yeah, I'm going to change my name. So I arrived in Hull, my name was Pink. Lovely. And that went down like a fucking, that was like an explosion. Like people could not get their heads around it. I was like this mad, like little hippie kid arriving going like, yeah, my name's Pink. Um, So I got a lot of shit for that. I'll bet. A lot of shit. In but a town I, that but ain't I got didn't time. let it get to me at all. Good. I was sort of like, you know, I. Um, you didn't mind that they didn't understand. No, I just, I just didn't let it get to me. I was like, brilliant. And then people started calling me Pinky, and then that was from it. a young age. Yeah, so that my name was Pinky. My nickname was Pinky from the beginning. From right at the very first day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So by the time I got into Graph, and I was like, well, I've got to have a tag. I was like, well, it's, I just thought, well, I'll just have Pinky. Yeah. So it just, that was my tag. How did you find graffiti? I loved it. How did you find it? How did I find it? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I thought, obviously, you think about it over the years, don't you? And I think it's like probably drip-fed in a few places where you saw it. Um, but really two main things for me was mm. seeing um, Style Wars mm-hmm. when it was shown Channel on Channel 4. four. Yeah. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm sure I've read since, like recently, that that was about um, 85. Yeah, it was fucking early. 85. And uh, Subway Art, whenever that came out. Yeah, 87 maybe. Right. 
Because you see, in my mind, those two things happened at the same time. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, they you did, because I came 10 years later. Well, yeah. Eight, seven years yeah. later, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I could No, be, I don't. I, I honestly don't know when it yeah. came out. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Maybe 87. it was the same year. I don't know. I don't know. For some reason, I've got 87 in my head. But they had that in the school library. Yeah, so I, that's what I hear. Yeah, I think it was in a lot of school libraries. Yeah, like, it, honestly, we, uh, it blew my mind. Because I remember seeing it in Swiss Cottage Library, and I'd, I'd been into Graph by that point, and so seeing it there blew my mind. But it's just like, I'd heard, I've heard people say it was in the school library. Yeah, no, it was definitely in the school library. That's where I saw educational it. Educational books, it's crazy. Um, a cultural I'm education. I'm just pouring over it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, in, just taking it apart and everything, just, look, just looking and looking at it. And so is this secondary school now? Yeah. 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 So by that point, so weirdly in Hull at that time, you went to three schools. You yeah. went to primary school yeah. until you were about, um, I don't know, like nine, ten. Okay. And then you went to a middle school, like a junior school. Obviously from, yeah, from about 10 to 12, 13. Okay. And then you had three years at senior school. Oh, wow. So you'd had a year and then two years of GCSE or whatever it would have been. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so that means you would have yeah. done... So the last year of primary and the first two years of secondary, you're all in middle school, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I went from primary... Mm. And the primary school was proper old school. I remember even as a kid, it, was, it felt like being in a sort of Bash Street Kids kind of vibe. You know, like... <laughs> Wicked. It was sort of... All the teachers, and the same at the junior school. Yeah. Like a lot of the teachers now, I think back and they were like, they were like ex-REF people sort of thing, <laughs> or some real strict kind of matriarchal. I just remember like, old teacher, teachers, you know, old school. Old, like, I remember old people being yeah. teachers. When, yeah, I, yeah. when I was going to when Josh was at school and I'd go in, these people were my age. Yeah, they're bouncing around. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what? But or younger. Sort of, and you're like, hang on, I swear all teachers yeah. are old. Yeah, exactly. With chalkboards. That's it, because you hadn't probably been in the school for all those years, yeah, and then true. you go back and you're like, huh? oh shit, like, whilst I've been doing all this, this person's <laughs> trained to be a teacher, <laughs> and they're now teaching my kid. Yeah. It's like someone I probably used to serve in a bar years ago yeah, or something, and now true. they're like, well, we'd like to have a few really words. Academic. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Funny. So yeah, like, the teachers felt old. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then I went to a sort of massive, comprehensive right. housing, on a big housing estate in Hull. Uh, one of those kind of like 70s schools. Like in Hull, they built like huge housing estates all the way around it. Yeah. They did what they did in lots of places, is trashed all the like back-to-back -back terraces. Yeah. And put everyone in these new housing estates, which within like 10 years had all... Fuck. Were all fucked, yeah. you know, because they didn't give anyone any... Uh, fucking facilities no. and means to make it work. Mm. Um, so yeah, I went to a big comprehensive. And they put them in um, the middle of these places, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, so, well they built two. Yeah. They built two, so it was a massive housing estate, it was called Orchard Park Estate, because it was built on a previous, <laughs> you know, it was anything <laughs> but an it orchard. Was, yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of grey, uh, council houses, and then tower blocks, mm. and then this big school. And they built one school, and I went to that one, it was called Cooper. Mm. Um, and then they built another one, and that was called Schultz. And they were both named after um, previous mayors or whatever. Okay. You know. 
councillors. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very council-run sort of city. They've still got a real lock on it. It's been like the same council, same people. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a dynasty type thing. Wow. I think that's the same in a lot of those like northern cities. Yeah. You know. I suppose they fucking, I mean, it comes down to looking after themselves because Westminster ain't listening. Yeah. So they realise yeah. they've just got to look after it's themselves. It's always had a Labour council. I mean, it's strictly sort of Labour place. Yeah. Um, proper old school. It's where John Prescott used to be the MP. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So He's an interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah. He punched that guy out that he time, did, didn't yeah. he? That's a real whole thing to do. Yeah. He was like, fuck you, man. Fuck you, man. You know, he wasn't <laughs> going to take any shit. No, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, probably when I was at, like, senior school, that's when the graph thing and the... Yeah. Was the it hip- friends? That's when and... hip-hop and all that. Other people listening to stuff and people starting graffiti and... Yeah, I don't know if it was sort of so much people... Because it, it was weird because I sort of... So I went to school on the bus. Uh-huh. You know, it had like... This school had a massive catchment area. So yeah. where I lived wasn't necessarily near the school. So I was like getting a bus to school. Yeah. So I had like mates at school and then I had like a whole crew of mates at around well. the streets where yeah, I yeah. lived. You know yeah. what I mean? Like your actual proper mates. Yeah. And we used to hang out every night. Yeah. And that's who I'd started painting oh, with. Right, they were into hip hop. They were sort of break dancing. And that whole thing just happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that moment. Um, Do you remember it popping up on the streets before you did it? Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing a couple of things. I remember seeing some really weird tags. Yeah. That were like. Weirdly, I, I always think it's kind of weird because they look like um, really old school New York tags. Sick. You know, the sort of tags that had like little extra doodads around yeah. them, like little Snake hash marks. Two. And, and then the two would be Roman numerals and they'll yeah. be like speech marks and a exactly. little star. Yeah. And dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And there was a few people writing like that and they had tags like um, Smurf and... Those are all classic kind all of All the classics, pop. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But writing in that 70s yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, it, it, I think in a weird way, it was sort of a crossover between pre-hip-hop yeah. graffiti that went on in the UK yeah. and a bit of a hip-hop influence. Yeah. So they put, it's like putting arrows on shit. But like, it was more straight yeah. lettery sort of, yeah. you know. I mean, because there's always been a scene of some sort. Yeah, writing. people writing their names. For years. It's almost like Daz and... H or John B yeah, or something. Always. Or some sort of yeah. initial. There used to be... There was someone in Hull for years who used to write Gow. And it was like G-A-W. Yeah. I think it was like Gary Wilkinson or someone. But it was everywhere. But it wasn't a tag in, in the sense of like... Or it could or have been brush. in Roller, yeah. yeah or roller, just roller. in a pen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... It's amazing you know. to think like what that person did, though, isn't yeah. it? And you're like, I wonder if they remember what they went and did. Because <laughs> <laughs> those types of people that don't become writers, yeah. do you know what I mean? But they smashed it. Yeah. it and you're like, yeah. in my world, you killed yeah. it. You're like, what yeah. world? What are you yeah. on about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting their name up. Yeah. Yeah, there's always been people like that. Yeah. Wicked, man. And yeah. so, what, so do you think then you're like, were you part of the first wave of Hole then, really? You must have been. Yeah, definitely. Wicked. Who did you come up with back then? Um, I mean, the main people were, um, the, the, I've talked to the other writers because there's a lot of writers, you know, there's still a, a big scene in Hull. It's a brilliant and, scene, man. And there's always been one. Yeah. And we've all got together, we always get together every year or two and 
we've talked about like who, what was the first graph that we saw in Hull? And there's various things. And the, the, the main things that I remember was seeing some pieces like on a, on a, on a trackside yeah. spot. And it said Smurf. I definitely remember the Smurf one. And there was something else, it had a Mickey Mouse on it. And um, it's probably just like car paint straight onto a wall, no yeah. whitewashing. Um, but the first true proper piece that I saw that was done on like, like a burner, yeah. you know, and they'd, and they'd whitewashed the wall. There was two dudes that I ended up like writing with and hanging out with, which was, um, one was called Equal mm. and the other one was Shade. And they did this piece and it said Death Fresh. And it was so good, man. Sick. And what had happened was they had, along with another guy, who was sort of really the original writer from Hull, who was a guy called Lebo. Mm -hmm. He used to write Elite. And um, they'd been to Sheffield. They'd been to Sheffield for something. It might have been like football or something. Yeah. Lee, who's Lebo, had been to Sheffield and he stumbled into somewhere and he met some, uh, some writers from Sheffield and saw all the graph and they were like, oh, the fucking... And he, he was already a hip hop head and he was already into it. So he knew it, yeah. But they gave them this like little bit of extra kind of sparkle, do you yeah. know what I mean? They were like, oh, check these out. What's this? Oh, it's a fucking Posca. You know, they had these Poscas and they came around and they were tagging with them. And um, I think they sort of showed them some of the proper basics of yeah. painting a piece. Um, and that's what came back to Hull. That's what came back that's to Hull. That's brilliant, man. Yeah. And there was other pockets of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. There, there was other stuff well. happening yeah, yeah. in Hull at that time, but that was the first thing that I saw where I was like... Because I definitely... I'd done pieces at that point, but at, at no point had anyone thought to put a, put a coat of whitewash on a wall. <laughs> it was just like tagging and running around doing that. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, let's try and paint a piece on the wall. And it was just like straight on some manky oh, breeze block those, or something. The questions you that know? arise at those points, and you're yeah. like, you're painting, they're like, I'm doing what they do, I swear I'm doing what they do, yeah. why is this not working? Yeah. <laughs> and this piece was glowing, man, it was I like, bet. oh, and it was in this park, <laughs> and we all used to paint in this park, it was like a little weird, like, kids park, yeah. like, basically like a big square of tarmac, okay. surrounded by, like, the backs of houses. Okay. Um, and it had in it like a load of mad 70s like apparatus, like totally inappropriate, <laughs> like had this huge rocket, like a climbing frame. And we used to climb up the top of the rocket and then like shake the fuck, shake out. The fuck out of it. And this thing would be rocking around. And we basically painted all the walls in this park. Sick. And that place has still got graph in it now. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the whole, they call it Tag Park. Because of... And it's because we used to... Put, yeah, like we started wow. it. And then over the years, people have just carried on going there. Um, that's dope. And the weirdest thing about that is that the House Martins, which was like the Brighton yeah. connection through um, Norman Cook. Yeah. So do you remember the House Martins? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like indie band from Hull. Yeah. Um, the main guy, Paul Heaton, he had a house that backed onto this park. So he lived on this little Terry Street yeah. called Grafton Street. And this park was like, so he had like a little terrace house Little yeah. backyard and over, over the it. wall. So we were painting the back of his house. Crazy. And then we sort of got to know him. He knew um, 
there was one of the kids who we used to paint with. He wouldn't have been much older than you. No, he was a bit, he was quite a bit older than us. We okay. were like little kids then, really. Right. We were sort of like, I don't know, still at school. Yeah. 14, 15. Okay. He was like maybe 20 or something. Okay. So yeah. we weren't knocking about with him. No, but he'd be no. like, all right, what are you up to? Yeah. And a mate of mine's dad ran a football team. They had this like little junior football team and the house martin sponsored it. So I went round his house and they had all the fucking gold discs yeah. from the house martins in their house. Because <laughs> Paul Heaton didn't want them in his house because he was always going away. So they were in my mate's house. Oh my God. So being this little, I remember being a little kid and just being like, fuck, these are like gold discs. That's a, that's a mad thing, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? When you're mad. like 14 or yeah, something definitely. to be in a house thinking, looking well, at that. You'd never ever you think know. you'd ever see that no. in your life. No. Ever. And when you see it on TV, you think that happens down there. Yeah. Or over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh shit, they're here. Yeah. <laughs> and they did some pieces. Yeah. Paul Heaton and then uh, Norman Cook. Yeah did some pieces at the time, and I haven't got any photos of them. I know, I know that there might be photos out there somewhere. Like Norman went up there and... Yeah, yeah. he was living there. He was in the house mines. he was a bass player. Yeah, I didn't think he lived there as well mm. though. Yeah, wow. he lived there. He, he told me, there. I've chatted to him, I met him a couple of times, I chatted to him once quite lengthily, and he said to me that he'd painted like yeah, he'd had a little go yeah. at his mate, and yeah, they did a piece that said "Crazy Babies." Go on, and they did a couple of others, Wallbusters or something. I was talking to Kid Acne about it, and he 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 brought it up. Yeah, and I thought, fuck, so there must be some photos out there somewhere. Has to be. I wonder if Rex got some photos. Do you think? Because I feel like Rex came to Hull. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never really, I've never really actually been able to verify it with it. He's too elusive. He's very elusive. You know? But um, after the House Martins split up, he, Norman Cook started his own thing, didn't he? And yeah. he, I think it was pre-Beats International. It was obviously the sort of idea of getting that thing together, some little sound system, and yeah. he had a guy rapping, and he had someone painting. I've got... And they came up to Hull and did a gig at Hull University. And because yeah. we sort of had this connection, we blagged our way in. And we went to it, and then the next day we brought them all back onto the park. And Lee got his decks out, and we had a little jam, what? and they were all there. Yeah, they were all there. But I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no photograph. What a lovely it's memory! It's just one though, of those man. mad things yeah. that you know happened when you were a kid. Yeah, one off, um, crazy. But I feel like Rex, someone was definitely with him painting. Yeah, like on stage or something. That would be him. So I assume it was was him. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So how did the scene progress and how did you um, stay part of it as you got older? I mean, it, it really blossomed for a while yeah. and it was fucking mad. It was like, I think because there was these annual uh, graffiti competitions in Bridlington, mm -hmm. right? So that started, I think, in like 87, maybe? Where's Bridlington to Hull? Oh man, it's like it's like the seaside town for Hull. So it's oh, is about it? yes, it's about forty minutes. Oh fucking hell! Yeah, you have to go to Hull to get to Brid. Oh wow! You can't really get a train. You can if you were going to go from London, you'd go by Hull. You'd probably go to Hull and then have to get a train or maybe York. But anyway, yeah. it's like you're um yeah, it's about it's less than an hour. Yeah, you've got 
Bridlington, and then the next one up is Scarborough. Okay. So, oh, right over there, yeah, okay. And it's like your classic little seaside town, mm. you know, amusements on the front, yeah. loads of hotels, loads of sort of B&Bs, weird restaurants, loads what of chip shops. What the hell shops. was a jam doing there? I don't, I, apparently, it was a set up between, it was some sort of thing done between Martin Jones, who was Goldie's manager. Yep. That's and, right, I've heard this, yeah. And yeah. something to do with Bridlington Council. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What like, the fucking I'd major connection was. I'd love to know that story. Was. Yeah, we've got to find that out. I'd love to know that story. Because it's so important, that Bridlington Jam, yeah. to our culture as well. Like, yeah. To the, to, to the country's culture. It's oh, a real massively, massive foundation. Massively. Vulcan was there, wasn't he? And yeah. A couple I mean, of over the years, I went to all of I went to all three of them. Wow. And um, the first one was really surreal. I because bet. the first one was like really small. Mm. There wasn't, there weren't like hordes of people there. Mm. There was maybe a few hundred people. Um, Mostly Northern or? Yeah, I reckon yeah. that first one. Probably like from Sheffield, yeah. Nottingham, York. York Manchester. always had a really good graph scene. Yeah. So 3D, no, who's from York? Um, part two. Part two, yeah. Um, he might even have painted at one of them actually. So the first one was on the train station. So like part, part of the train station had, been, had become unused, you know, like quite a lot, quite often in like yeah. sort of little train stations somewhere, there's like, yeah, there used to be loads more lines there's and no that's no longer used. Yeah. And so, and they set it up on there and they had like big boards up and it was like, um, T-Kid was there. That was the man, wow. that was the main trip. That was the main head trip that like T-Kid was there. And uh, Chrome Angels were there. So oh. it was like Mode 2. Did um, Zaki go as well? It might have been Taki. I don't know yeah. who, I can't really remember who the other person was. Yeah. I can remember the piece. Um, who else was there? Vulcan was there. Yeah, I remember the Vulcan So it was like piece. Vulcan, T-Kid, Goldie, Goldie yeah. Chrome Angels, BBC crew from Paris. Oh my God. And then like a load of other madness, like down in the car park, everyone tagging on shit and yeah. some, maybe some other pieces. But they were like the, the, the creme de the creme. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't Worldwide just like- creme de the creme yeah. in Bridlington. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was, and I think it tied in with um, that the spray can art book That's coming right. out. Yeah. Because I can remember yeah. looking at the cover of Spray Can Art, of that Mode 2 thing, yeah. and then realising that that dude was standing <laughs> over there painting or something, and being like, fuck, it all kind of coming together. Because I didn't really, I mean, obviously, like, probably, like, I mean, people down south and writers down south and stuff would have already known all about all that and yeah. seen all the Covent Garden shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think really at that point I'd seen a lot of graph from, no. like, the south of England. And especially, well, yeah, just... I'd see more from the north, you know. Yeah. Um, and just, I think just that though, isn't it? It's just like there's this book that's come out and then there's that guy just there. Yeah. And you're like, what? Me just mental. And watching him paint and everything. That's crazy that it's only 40 minutes from Hull. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you went to all three of them? Yeah. Loved them? Yeah. And saw them get busier and busier? Yeah. And so... Yeah, by the, by the last one, it was like mental. Yeah. I mean, it, the, I mean, it was kind of like, they're not going to be able to keep doing this. Yeah, it's too much. Everything was getting battered, you know. There's footage of it. Um, there's, a, there's a thing on YouTube, like yeah. a local, new, local yeah. regional thing. I think I've watched it, yeah. Thing. It's funny as fuck, man. I mean, it's kind of like, it's a bit, um, 
you know, it's like, it's, it's of its time, this little news report. Yeah, but but so if you look at it, you can see loads yeah. of people and everyone's just, just like so important though, of people. Man. Imagine if, if it hadn't have happened. I met people at that that I'm still really good friends with yeah. now. Imagine it hadn't have happened. Yeah. You know, the, the, the energy that that gave off over three years, yeah. once yeah. a year over three years, that energy yeah. was so important. Yeah. Because, it, you know, then it became, I mean, I, I didn't start writing until 95, but it became part of real history. Yeah. By the time I started, it was like, oh, and there was this thing called, this place called Bridlington, and there was this jam, and then there's these photos. And yeah, you're like, here's what? all these amazing pieces. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it gave out, didn't it? Yeah, and, yeah. and I think also what it gave out was just like, it gave out a lot of options back then. That's what I mean, yeah. It you just, know, pure inspiration. To, I mean, the, by the end of it, the people that were sort of, fucking that I was most into were probably people like John Wan oh, amazing. and Mio was yeah. the other guy and those two and uh, you know and I remember how, how, how outrageous it was that he had all these like pre-drawn weird mad drawings that he'd done and then he started like pasting them up onto the piece this, yeah. and he had kind of weird three-dimensional bits coming out of it and stuff and everyone was like bloody hell, you can't do that. You know, but at the same time, it was blowing people's minds yeah, and everyone blatantly. was open enough and yeah. young enough and just buzzing off it to be like, shit, you can do what you want. Yeah, you this know? is experimental. That's what I really be. took from it at that point. So what, what type of writer were you in the beginning, do you think? Were you quite traditional? In I terms don't think of... I was traditional. Well, yeah, maybe. Like, only as in, like, you, you, uh, you were taught by the method that was handed down to us all from... Either books the or... The combination of spray can art, yeah. of um, subway art, yeah. and Style Wars, yeah. you know what I mean? That kind of taught you the rules, didn't it? Yeah. And, and how did you and put your styles. letters together? Hmm? Were, were letters quite... Because your style isn't... It's your style now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You've got... And yeah. you have had for 20 yeah. years or so. Yeah, it, I guess had so. Pinky's a stamp of these pieces. I suppose so, man. Oh, it really is. It's unique. What you do is unique. Your style is unique. You, right. It's one of them yeah. pieces you can, what I love to do and what I aim to do with my paintings yeah. is to crop them and know yeah. that it's me. I don't, I don't yeah, need you yeah. to see the whole piece. Give yeah, me a crop. I think you can definitely see that in yours. And what, you can definitely see yeah. it in yours, definitely. Yeah. And so when, were you at, <laughs> oops, sorry, that was your bike. <laughs> <laughs> were you at one point, uh, what, what, did you paint traditionally? Did you structure Yeah, no, letters? totally. Totally. In, because yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, yeah. No, I had that sort of 80s period Wicked. of um, tagging. Yeah. Just like tagging shit, you know. Um, and having a few letters. other tags, like yeah. Space. Okay. I wrote Space for a while, as well as Pinky. Uh, and started off by, yeah, just going out and doing pieces. And them all being, I guess a sort of combination of maybe some of the early shit like being real sort of like, all right, so, you know, you can do a blockbuster style and you can have big hands either side of it or something. Yeah. Right, I'm going to try and draw some massive hand. Yeah. You know, yeah. just doing stuff like yeah, that yeah, because yeah. you'd seen it. Yeah. You weren't biting it. No. I wasn't copying it. You were testing so yourself. So I was taking the ideas of that and yeah. thinking, oh, yeah, I'll do something like that. Um, I mean, I think I definitely went through like two or three years of just being like a toy, yeah, painting yeah. whack pieces that, um, you know, I never took any photos of or anything. Yeah. I didn't have a camera at that point. Um, but then, yeah, later on, I mean, it was like, 
it, I've got graph that looks really 80s, yeah. you know what I mean? Like what? big 3D, yeah. lo just loads of fades in the fill with like Cuts. squiggly lines yeah. and little circles and doodads, <laughs> you know, like fading loads of, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, because also like using that, you know, using car plan and knowing that pretty much using car plan and um, smooth right, yeah. high coat, you yeah. know, um, yeah, smooth right, that's what it smooth was, right. wasn't it? it was, yeah. Yeah, 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 Smooth right, black or white yeah. or red or whatever. It was like... It was black, white and red. Yeah, yeah. and um, so Easy yeah, I've got that little era of those pieces of um, a real 80s kind of vibe. How did, um, how did it all, how did graffiti work with you as you became an adult and left school? You finish up school and yeah. the, the real world comes knocking. yeah. I think I went a bit nuts. I think basically I left school at 16. Mm -hmm. So I just got out of there. I wanted to get the hell out of there. Snap. And um, ended up getting a shit job. Mm -hmm. So I had a job basically working in like a factory, mm. uh, building cabinets, like bathroom cabinets and yeah. kitchen cabinets, uh, bedrooms, fitted wardrobe, you know, like yeah, yeah, fitted yeah, yeah, furniture yeah. basically in yeah. this weird little factory. Well, I say factory, you know what I mean? It was like, there's yeah, maybe like five or six people there, yeah. a big mill, uh, sort of cutting up wood and whatever, tea breaks and all that, like proper <laughs> like shit, I'm, I'm, I've got a job. I'm man. out here. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I had money for the first time ever. So I was actually like buying records and yeah. bought some trainers. Yeah. Um, and then going painting. And, and that was when I got more into graph. Weirdly. Time had been freed up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was still a kid, yeah. ultimately, but I had a bit of responsibility and I had a bit of money and then I could go and paint. Um, but at that point, really, the pieces were like, we would all acquire the paint between us. Yeah. And then we'd all paint a piece. Like, Together? Yeah. With Quite you. often. So there might be three of us or something. Yeah. And someone might be doing the characters and then the two of us would do the letter and it might be my outline, but it'd be me and my mate would yeah. both be filling it in or something. I'd... Who were you painting with back then? Um, Anyone still painting now? Anyone still painting now? Not really, unfortunately, from that era. I mean, the only person who's still painting now is Lebo. Uh -huh. Still um, painting. He doesn't paint very often. But he'll paint a piece. But he will paint. And when he does paint a piece, it's mind-blowing, really, Amazing. to me. That, to me, he's like the godfather of whole graph. Because right. he had this weird, unique style that looked kind of primitive, but had, like, all kinds of weird detail going on in it. But it also was very... Um, uh, what's the word? Like, he was telling little stories and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah. So it was quite autobiographical. Wow. So it was about things and what he knew and stuff. Um, and he was the first person I saw to paint proper big burners, like paint big pieces. Yeah. Um, not just four foot wide. Like no, not big. just like little. And I think that was always an ambition in Hull. There was always this like, even when we didn't have a lot of paint or whatever, the idea was like, let's all fucking get together and like just try and blast out this whole wall yeah. rather than just have like little pieces. Yeah, four little pieces. Yeah. Or let's just put yeah. this and, and have scraps. Just put it all onto this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of less um less individual. That came on like that yeah. came later on, I felt. Well, like um, more in the nineties when it was yeah. more like, I'm doing my piece, you're doing your yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah. 
well, we might do an in, uh, incorporate a background, you know. Yeah. I did a lot of backgrounds in the 90s. Background TV. <laughs> yeah, like just, oh, I'll draw all this weird shit around yeah. it, you know. Um, but that 80s period, it was a lot more kind of like tipping a big bag of paint out and then just like... Seeing what happens with yeah, it. Yeah, doing Push it together it. a bit yeah. more. There was definitely like, you're doing that, I'm doing this, but it was quite... And where it changed. That's a real interesting point. I don't know. I think maybe later on when... Um, I, think that, I think it changed from being sort of part of this kind of hip-hop thing where, you, where it became more of an individual thing. Like, yeah, I right. want to write my name. Yeah. I want to get my name yeah. up. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in a crew with you, but yeah. I need to get my name up. Well, it was a lot more... In the 80s, it was a lot more crew... It was about a crew. It was about a crew, the Rocksteady crew, whatever yeah. crew. It was that, yeah. And being together. The most and, famous people were the Chrome Angels. They were a crew. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? You never pulled like the names just out separately. One guy. No. It was. It was a crew. It was definitely a crew. That's an interesting era. point, man. I've never really thought about that. So yeah, nineties yeah, did change it. And yeah. Hip, the hip hop did change the crew, as well. You know, I was in the crew. Mm. Yeah. But hip hop, the music changed as well. Yeah. You, know, you chat to some older writers as well, and they'll talk about falling in love with hip hop in the eighties, but then. You know, when Public Enemy came through and things yeah. started to get a bit militant, the whole scene changed. And the wave after that, not influenced by Public Enemy, but what came after Public Enemy, yeah. hip-hop yeah. had changed. And it we was... were into all of it, though. Yeah. We were, like, dressing in all that. I mean, that it progressed, I think, in whole, by the time it got to about 88, 87, 88, 89 even, probably was, like, the era when it was all sort of Public Enemy patches and yeah. Kangol's and, you know, all that Wicked. gear. I've got photos of me Boom. and my mates all dressed like that. Yeah. Fucking, so is, it, is hip-hop the thing you loved then? Did, it, did that stay with you for quite a few years? How, yeah, what, what I is think it through the 90s, music? I pretty much listened to hip-hop. Yeah. I listened to indie yeah. and 60s stuff, but I always bought hip-hop. Right. I didn't have a lot of disposable income <clears throat> in that era. And if I was actually going to go out and buy a record, I wouldn't buy an Oasis record. No. I'd buy a Tribe Called Quest album. Yeah. So I've got, I, I collected all that stuff because I really wanted to listen to it and mm -hmm. I would get more out of listening to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Oasis albums are great, but a Tribe Called Quest album, come on, man. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It is just, yeah. it's invaluable, Exactly. Really. It's invaluable. That was kind of stuff that I heard when I was out and on the radio yeah. and all of that. And... Um, but yeah, like the albums that I would go out and buy, because it was like a lot of money, wasn't it, to yeah, buy an yeah, album, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, I only bought hip-hop, really, mm. in that era. So I carried on listening to it. And is that, has that been the main... Has hip-hop brought you to other musics then, Bob? No, I think I was into other music before I was into hip-hop. Yeah? Yeah, like when I was a little kid, I was into sort of Scar and... Wicked. I was a little mod. Oh, right, I wicked. was like a baby mod. Yeah. Like, I was never a proper mod. No. Because by the time I got to senior school, yeah, and there was like three mods in the in the school, right? You were like, you're gonna get your head kicked in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, I, and and also by that point, I was like, it seemed very restrictive to be a mod. Right. It's like you're stuck within. You you're you're gonna only really stay within these parallels. Yeah. And I was like a little, you know, I was a little kid. I was like. 12 Sparking, or something, right 13. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that, I want yeah. to be this. into all this stuff. And, yeah. then, and that's when hip-hop exploded and I sort of jumped out of it. But I always had that sort of, I loved kind of 
I love that music, man. You know, that kind of like the Kinks and the yeah. Who and yeah. the Small Faces. That sort of R&B yeah. kind of, you know, and it's not unrelated in my mind to... I can stuff, see how you can you put know, them together. I mean, not, when I first got into cannabis is when I got into that. Yeah. My mate Adam, his dad was a great music collector and he, he showed me all of that and I've loved it since then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've always had those two things in a way. Running side by side. Yeah, yeah. And so as time goes on, what you didn't, you don't, you finish school but you don't go on to further education straight away. No. Like, what do you start thinking when you hit your twenties or whatever, late teens? What do you start thinking you're going to do with yourself? Do you, does does a creative path? Yeah, even seem... I think I'd always been creative. So... You'd always been creative, but did you think, oh, well, this is I'm definitely going to be creative, whatever goes forward? Mm. Did you know how you were? Not going to really. Do it? No, I didn't see that as any kind of an option. No, really, no. not realistically. It seemed like a fantasy. Yeah, for a long time. So you... um, I went to college. I went back. So I went back. To, I went back to college. Right. Did a BTEC in uh, BTEC in art and design. Yeah. You know, and then did a specialised thing. Did the I can't remember what they were called. So one was called one was a BTEC national diploma. Right. That was it. And in the second year, you had to specialise. Uh-huh. And I did surface pattern. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because by that point, there wasn't an option. It was, I think the options were like graphics, uh-huh. sort of textiles and surface pattern, fashion, um, or spatial design, you know, like, wow. m- like way more technical. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't, like to me at that point in my life, graphics was really boring. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't involve any drawing. Yeah. It wasn't illustration. They didn't offer illustration at that point. Right. Um, so I did surface pattern and then I was kind of like, but I did it really because I wanted to paint and I yeah. wanted to just do kind of weird, crazy. And that would allow you to do it. Patterny yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? This is sort of late teens, nineteen twenty, And it would still work with the painting as well, whether it was conscious yeah. or not. Yeah. And that was all incorporated into what I was painting on walls exactly. by that point. Yeah. So by that point I was painting kind of much more weird sort of abstract kind of stuff. And, uh, and then going to college and doing sort of similar stuff, really. But I don't know if, I, I don't know, um, I don't th- I never at that point thought I could be an artist or something. No. That didn't come till like a decade later or more. Crazy. Honestly, yeah. Were you, um, did you get into drugs young? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, what were they? Youngish. I mean, I think I'd seen it around and I was like, never like, in awe of it, yeah. of any of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I probably took acid, like, first. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, smoking weed and stuff, it was just sort of like, I don't know, I'd seen it, man. I'd seen it as yeah. a kid. It's like, just like whatever. And it was like what old hippies did. Yeah. I wasn't that bothered, you know. It wasn't a tantalising thing that, like, oh, my God, you know, I mean, that is basically the, the gateway in, isn't yeah, it, yeah, for yeah. 99% of the people. Definitely. Um, you just took a step over that. and Yeah, I think I did. And I was, like, at that point, I was, like, into the whole 60s thing. Yeah, made sense. And, and I was, like, really? You can actually get it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we did that. Amazing. And that man. was fucking hilarious. That was wild. Influential you know? paintings as well. Yeah. 
But like in someone's council house, you know what I mean? On yeah. an estate somewhere. Yeah. And then like going to the local bakery, tripping out over the like cream cakes and stuff. And just being like, what are we doing in here? <laughs> I've done, I've done mushrooms twice. I've never taken a trip. I'm not alien to it. I just haven't. No. And I had Josh Young and all that. So those yeah. experimental years kind and of And I think it is, away. and honestly, I think it is something that's best done when you're young. Yeah, I kind you of know, feel like that. Although, your mind is freer somehow. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've... I'm hoping you know. to, I'm looking to, I think I've made plans to play about when I'm a bit older. Um, yeah. Not, not heroin or crack or anything like that, but I like the psychedelics. Yeah. But I, I, so I took mushrooms 20 years ago. Yeah. And straight away that night when I took these mushrooms at home with my mate, my best mate Nick and a couple of others. Yeah. I drew, I did a drawing of Queen's Park tube yard. Yeah. Bird's eye view. Perfectly. Wow. Right. And I, <laughs> I can still draw like that now. Yeah. I could never do that before. Yeah. I can, I can go somewhere. Yeah. It's not perfect, perfect. And I'm not the best artist. Yeah. I can go somewhere. I can, I can now, weirdly, draw this building That's from up amazing, there. I can, I, I can so build, it's I almost can, like astral projection. Seriously, kind of. the thing took me yeah. to another... It's amazing. Yeah. It opened up something in my mind, and yeah. I've loved that shit ever since. Yeah. I haven't done much of it since, but... Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I don't need to. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's the point. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to. I mean, I have done over the years, but I haven't done for years. Yeah. It's not like something I do on a regular basis. Um, I'm sure that's quite dangerous. Could be. I think it is. And unfortunately, I think it's one of those drugs that, like, some people have got the predisposition or something for it to tip them over the edge. Yeah. So you do get those people, yeah. you know, that don't come out the other One side. One too far. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, you know, that era was really hedonistic time. Yeah. I never really thought of it at the time as being. But, you know, that sort of, like late 80s, early 90s. Very. Sort of like the hip hop scene into um, rave. the rave scene. Yeah. I mean, the rave scene was just mental. That was pure know? freedom, wasn't it, yeah. man? It was fully illegal yeah. as well, pretty much. And I much. mean, I was like, I was, you know, people were way, way, way more hardcore than mm. anything I was doing, do you know what I mean? In that it's thing. interesting how your, you know, the perception of me coming from the South and seeing Pinky Pieces I mean, I've known you, I've met you now a few times over the years, yeah. so I don't think, I haven't thought this for a long time, but I thought, I was like, yeah, that guy is on trips, constant, yeah. banging out these trippy paintings. <laughs> <laughs> but as I got to know you, I realised, oh no, he isn't that guy, he isn't just spaced out constantly. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> it was, but I think quite similarly, me and my two mushroom trips that have now allowed me to draw from this weird place and has opened up this part of my brain, Yeah. the few times you've done it, it's... I, I, Allowed yeah. you to produce the work you produce. Yeah. There's a there's a connect there's a connection between yeah. that world and the way you paint. Yeah. There's a difference between being into psychedelics and being into sort of psychedelia. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, right, in a yeah. way. That's a real good point. This is only something that I've actually really finally figured out. That's a fucking really recently. clear, succinct point yeah. that I've never thought of. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. Wow. Really. I've done, I've done it. Yeah, yeah, you've done it, I've of course. done it, man, do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I did it, I really did do it. And, um, but now I don't, it's not to say I don't ever want to, or whatever, yeah, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's whatever happens, isn't it? No, but that's a really good where way of go. putting it, But man. yeah, that's kind yeah. of where it is. 
So I love all that. I mean, aesthetically, yeah. I love that. I just love that's and, and it's not even the like, vibe it gives. It's everything. not. It. I've been into it for so long now that just what I do, I guess. Yeah. People like it's just fed in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. Oh my god, Automatic. that guy. You know. Yeah. He has. He's got. It sprinkled on his cornflakes in the morning. <laughs> and it's like, sort of. But you know. Um, Hilarious. How did I the, mean, um, I love colour, dude. I love yeah, colour. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I think all graph writers yeah, love yeah, colour. Yeah. And I think Mad that for me was one shit. of the main things of doing what I did back then. Mm. That's what it instilled in me. I was like this sense of colour and I always wanted to bring colour into what I did and, mm. you know, that side of things. Were your parents artistic at all? Were your sisters? No, not really. No, so this not is all really. external and from no. you and then external influences that kind yeah. of brought you to that point. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So how did those, like, that middle part then, the 20s, the 10 years where you weren't too sure? The 10 years, that's my sort of, you know, lost weekend. Yeah, one lost weekend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> About seven years. Yeah. Uh, living in Hull. Stayed up there. Stayed in Hull. So basically, when everybody else got out, yeah. or, or, or you're more, not everyone else, that's a lie, because most people I knew stayed. But yeah. A lot of people left, you know. I've met a lot, a lot of people from Hull over the years, and it'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm from Hull. And a lot of times, you know, people left when they were, like, 19 or something. Yeah. Got out, went to uni, moved to a new place, yeah. started a new life, you know, did that. And I didn't do that mm. for various reasons. I ended up, you know, Same. not getting into uni or whatever or not where I wanted to go and um, stayed in Hull and then basically just got, like, really involved in, like, a scene in Hull. Yeah. And I had a fucking great time, man. In I mean, what, graffiti, you know, graffiti, music. Graffiti, music, going out, yeah. hanging out, yeah. socialising, you know, um, and painting a lot, doing loads and loads of graph, like painting like every week. Probably. Is there Halls of Fame up there? Or was it just like... like yeah. Yeah. So there was like... You've got a mix of spots. There's a mix of spots. And, and then the big thing that really turned it was the the warehouses, which was like a big old, it was like, ironically, it was originally, it was a paint factory. Oh, wow. And it was just in, so there's like, you know, there's great big areas in Hull that are just like industrial or post-industrial. Yeah. You know, it's a river that runs through it. And this was on the river. It was like a load of smashed up old warehouses. Like, so like just great big rooms. Yeah, you know massive what I mean? rooms. With half smashed in roofs. Yeah with loads of walls and then you go off that and there's a smaller room and through there. And we just systematically painted the whole thing wow. over the space of probably about three years. Like, and that was, I think that was probably about early nineties. Yeah. Like maybe started about 93 or something like that. Um, and actually went on through to the end of the nineties. Wow. But, had its peak probably, yeah, about 97, something like that. Wicked. And that's when I was painting there and there was like Eco, ah, yeah, Zimmel, Eco. Zimmel, Paris, six. yeah, Zenz, yeah. Perv, who now writes V-Rock or Vrock, uh -huh. um, Risk. Oh, man. There Are was they small up that way? Yeah, Paris, Eco, wow. Zenz, Zimmel. Yeah. Do you know Spam? Yep. Dr. Dog, Spam yep. Dog. He's, he's, he's from Hull. Morn, is he from up there? No, Morn's from Darlington. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Simple. Mon used to come and paint in Hollow. Yeah. And I met Mon at Brid. Fucking He's hell. one of the people, you know, and you're like, yeah, that, I know someone who I would never have met. Yeah. Met him at Bridlington and I still, met still Mon know. At Brid. Or actually, maybe I met Mon in Hull, but definitely connected with Brid. And yeah, man, Zimmel, I've met him a couple of times. And Zen's, I know. Echo so in the amazing. early 90s. Paris is amazing. Yeah. So they were all, they all, they all grew up in Hull and painted mm. in Hull. Me and Zimmel used to paint a lot together. Right. Like, I'm so I'm sort of like early, yeah, now. really yeah. early 90s. Um, it got to the point where the 80s hip hop scene was over. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was over, wasn't it? It was like, it was so uncool to be into yeah. fucking, if someone was like break dancing or whatever, it was, <laughs> it was just over, wasn't it? It was like <laughs> over, like, you know, that thing of like, in the UK, it's like, that was a thing, and now yeah. it's not anymore. You're late. You're late, it's over, we're now doing this, so mm. it was over. And, and it kind of, and graffiti existed, carried on a bit, and I think at first, it thrived off the rave thing, and it was a bit more kind of wigged out, and, and everyone's pieces got way more wigged out. Yeah. And that's when it started to get really interesting. But then by about 92 or something, it had sort of fizzled out, and there was only really a few people painting. And Zimmel was writing Smell at that point. Yeah. With one L. And I remember them he pieces. was like a, a younger kid and he sort of met me or whatever and started hassling me to go painting with him. And then me and him started going out and painting and we became like, a, you know, when you just yeah, get a little, little graph duo? Yeah, yeah. And it was like Smell and Pinky. Wicked. And we used to go out and paint all the time. Um, and he had this like mad, insane, like younger writers, like energy. Yeah to like be into it and he needed to paint that next piece and he was like fucking, you know, and he's like, look at this, look at that, I've got these photos. <laughs> he was like writing to a million people. Yeah. Cause you know that old scene where everyone was yeah, writing, man. sending photos. You know, he'd maybe have the old graph mag or something. Yeah, fully so in. he kind of G'd me up again and then slowly a few other people started getting G'd up again and then there was a few other younger writers that started and then, and then the warehouses arrived and it just sort of, yeah. boomed you know um but it definitely went through that like lull where yeah. there was just like there was a couple of years and and at that point i was kind of like i don't really do graph anymore yeah it was i've sort of stopped doing it it was like what i did when i was a teenager yeah so it was music and just growing yeah. up getting yeah. on with it yeah you know it was just sort of one of those things and mm. then he jeeped me up to get back into it yeah. really um when did you um, when did you start doing art? Well, I think I was one of those little kids that drew stuff, so I used to draw out of Beano. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like draw, like copy. So that was the minks. And, yeah. So producing art at home. Yeah. Or wherever other yeah. than walls was always a thing, and it came before that anyway. Yeah. So it was always, it was kind of separate. Yeah. Obviously, there's those years you just get super consumed in black books and you don't draw anything else. Yeah. But when did you, when did you mix the boat to? To, to, to decide to make art rather than graph. Yeah, kind of but you don't stop painting as such. No. But you, yeah, you, yeah. the two kind of combine. I, I was always an artist, same as you. My mum yeah. still got my first drawings that I did yeah. three years old or whatever. But the, the first canvas I ever did was of Josh when he was one. Yeah. And um, I project, I drew, I traced his face with a OHP pen onto a CD case. 
I then got a mag light and shone yeah. that through the CD case down the hallway to the canvas, sketched it onto the canvas. It was basically wow. a homemade projector. So basically made, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was the first canvas I made. But I'd always, I knew I was an artist. I'd yeah. always been an artist separately to graffiti. Never, not, never thought I'd be an artist, yeah. but I was one of those guys. I mean, But that painting was when it was just like, I'm going to use spray paint and I'm going to paint this canvas. And I did it, and that's what led to what I do now. Yeah. That was the first thing I did. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that mix happening? Whether it was yeah, for commercial reasons or not. Yeah, I do. It was sort of in... It was when I was still living in Hull. Yeah. So it was kind of mid-90s, late-90s maybe. And... I decided I was going to make some paintings and I, and I went to like the hardware store or something, went to like the local shop and got a piece of hardboard yeah. and some batons to go on the back of it and yeah. sort of glued them on or nailed them on and then, and then primed this thing. Because I don't think, I didn't really know where you could buy a canvas yeah. really at that point, I don't know. And I, and I, and I painted a few things on them and I did it in a real, like, completely different to what my graph was like. Um, I did it in kind of similar to what you're saying, you know, like the portrait yeah. thing. It wasn't... I didn't have a still life and paint something, but I did it in a much more expressive... I got some acrylic, yeah. and I got all sort of brush marky. And I've got, a, I've got one of them of a strawberry that nice. I painted that I gave to Lonnie, so she's still got it, so it's the only one that exists from that era. Oh, lovely. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I think I just started wigging out. I had a little... I was living in this crazy house with a load of other people, yeah. and I'd managed to get, the, like, this sort of attic space upstairs, so yeah. I had a room to sleep in, and I had this other room. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a studio, <laughs> do you know what I mean? First time it ever occurred to me. Um, so, yeah, that was probably the first time I started really painting on canvases. Wicked. Um, and then sort of hung them in the living room of the house that you're living in, do you yeah. know what I mean, with all your mates or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really graph on a canvas. That, I don't know what it was. I was sort of... Yeah. Um, but it's not... I don't even mean graph on canvas. No. Like, I just... Because I think it's always quite, again, similar to you, just being an artist anyway. I was already drawing. I just... I always find that crossover interesting because, especially with what graffiti does for you in terms of building confidence, showing yeah. your abilities, making you know, oh, I can do more than yeah. I ever thought I could. Yeah. And then you paint something. Yeah. Not on a camp, not on a wall. Yeah. It's like you've got all of that strength coming I mean, behind I think, you. I think it's a, a, a uniquely weird thing for writers to paint. It's, there's, a, there's a unique thing, right, which is you've got used to painting really big. Yeah, yeah. And now, now you've got to fit it onto this little square or rectangle or something yeah. you know there's always that there's always that sort of dilemma i always used to feel like i would notice that whatever i did paint on the canvas often was like going off at the edges do you know what i mean and, and i yeah. still feel like that sometimes sometimes i'll deliberately make myself paint something that is in. just the thing on yeah. the canvas because otherwise it's like i'm always like it just needs to be a bit bigger you know <laughs> i just need to like you know and 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 that is unique to 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 graph yeah. because, you know, you must have met so many artists. There's so many artists over the years, man, that go to you like, how how do you how do you do that so yeah. big? And, and they cannot think, understand, can they? No, they can't understand. You know? but yet we sit there thinking, how the fuck are you painting that so small yeah. and detailed? Yeah. How? Yeah. You know, same yeah. way, isn't it? It's complete opposite. Yeah. But so you know, 
Yeah. That scaling down is a fucking mission. Yeah, the, the, so, you know, I mean, that is kind of mm. a weird one, I always say. Do you remember the first show you did? Or you were in? Yeah, the first proper show I did was in, was like years later, you know, that was in when I moved to London. So, I mean, I moved to London sort of 99. Yeah. Um, and I think I had a show in about 2004, something like that. How come you moved to London? Because I was just, it was just like time to leave. Right. Do you know what I mean? I was time like, to go. Yeah. Time to go, sort of. Getting to the, getting to the sort of age where you're either going to stay or you're going to go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, you, I could have probably been, you know, you, you got very comfy living in Hull. Like, another five as in, years like, you know you, everyone. Yeah. In another five years, you would have been settled as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah. I never would have got out. Yeah, yeah. And, Even um, three years could have yeah, been dangerous. Totally. Yeah, one of totally. them. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not dangerous. I was sort of coming to the end of my twenties. But you know, the point being, yeah, I would have been getting into my thirties, and then it would have been like, you know, um, and and a lot of the people that I know that didn't leave, they have amazing lives up there. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? They have lovely lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you think, all oh, right, maybe I should have, like, you know. Stayed and done that and yeah. had some big house somewhere because because it, it's so cheap oh, up there. Bet, They've all yeah. got nice places, but I was ready to see get more. out at that point. Yeah. yeah, exactly to see more. Yeah, yeah. and uh, being part of a culture that you knew there was more out there. Yeah, although totally. even if you're not fully involved, that's anymore very true. Whatever, isn't it? But I that's think very true. it opens our eyes so yeah. much. Yeah, you know, seeing Bridlington in the early in the mid eighties. Yeah, and T kids coming over from the fucking Bronx in New York. Yeah. And, John One's come out of the fucking, the ghettos of Paris, and you're like, there's so much more. I know, I know, exactly. And yeah. you know that you can go anywhere. Yeah. And if you can meet writers, then you're going to have someone to sort of hang out with. Mm. And, do you know what I mean? I'd like, I used to come down to London quite a bit. So you knew, I was going to say, did you know Londoners then? You knew people down here? I knew a few people that had moved to London before me. Uh -huh. um, and I met a few writers. But I never really did a lot of graph in London. No. I sort of, this was part of my, that's it. Right. I've spent the best part of 10 years of my yeah. life doing this. Yeah. And sort of, and I'm going to move to London and I'm going to get serious. You and you're with Lolly by then? Hmm? You're with your wife by then? Yeah. 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 We're together by then. We moved down together. Uh -huh. She was a big uh, inspiration. Yeah. Incentive to I go think, to London. Where's she from? London. She's from Essex originally. Okay. Yeah, but she'd spent ten years in Hull. Mm. She was in a band. So went got, uni up there. She went to uni up there. She got in a band. Band got a sort of pretty much as near as you can get to making it without making it. Wow, okay. You know, they got a record deal and they were like a sort of power punk indie Wicked. band. She was the lead singer. Wow. Yeah, she was. Famous in Hull, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yay. Um, so, yeah, we moved down together um, about 99 and yeah. just moved into, like, a flat of a friend of hers. And it was, like, classic London style where there's not even a living room. Yep. You know, like, someone's living in the living room. Yep. So there's just, like, a kitchen, tiny yep. kitchen, and a, bathroom. a tiny bathroom. That's it. Yep. But it was, like, banging. Um, it was on Essex Road. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I know Essex Road well. So that was great, man. I fucking loved it. Yeah. And that, and I was like, right, I'm going to become... Brilliant record shop on Essex Road. Yeah, what the hell is it called? The vinyl... Something. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. 
there was the Purple Turtle. That's right. And there was this bar opposite called the Embassy. Yeah. And there was that record shop. Yeah. 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 Yes, I lived there for like a year or two. Wicked. Probably about a year and a half. I painted a piece on Essex Road in... No, you were There gone. was a little Hall of Fame, wasn't there? Something yeah, a little behind. Hall of Fame, yeah. yeah. Drax used to paint it a lot. Yeah. Score. And, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing like Skyer and... That's right. Maybe Busk and Skyer yeah, or something. Probably, yeah, probably, Just on, on the back there. of the petrol station. Seeing a really fresh one that was like a, like a pastiche to the Wild Style... Logo. Logo. Uh-huh. Maybe by them on there. Um... Nice part of town, you've got the canal as well, just there. Yeah, and you could walk through to Old Street. That's right. You know. So that was a whole new, it was a whole new... What were you doing in London? Did you just work, get a job? Yeah, in the end, I had several jobs. Yeah. Um, The first job I had was working at the British Museum. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I got a job there as like a security guard type thing. You know, not a security guard, a gallery warder. Yeah, brilliant. And I was working there, sort of, it was a part-time thing. Mm-hmm. So I was working there, I'd started work at 11 and I finished at three. Mm-hmm. So I would finish work at three and then I would just like go walk about around the West End. What a brilliant place to leave so, like, three go, o'clock. So go down Neil Street and cut yeah. through onto whatever and walk through Soho and yeah. just clock it all and let it all soak in. You can go left and go to a whole Holborn. And yeah, the city. exactly. Yeah, and yeah, so much yeah, to see. You could just go anywhere. Brilliant, brilliant location. Yeah, yeah. And I finished Gosh like, Comics across the road. Yeah, Gosh Comics. And I was I, I made a comic and was selling it. What did you? Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. started illustrating? Yeah. Wicked. That's basically what I did. I was like, right, I'm going to move to... So, you know, when I was living in Hull, I was sort of... Uh, started getting into that thing of, like, designing flyers and posters for people. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, you can draw, can't you, Pinky? Or can yeah. you design a flyer for our night or whatever? And doing all of that. And I started making my own, like little comic book thing. Wicked. And... Based on a character? No, not really. It was more sort of stream of consciousness, kind of weird characters. There wasn't, wasn't really... There's, n- there's never been a sort of really obvious narrative. Okay, yeah. Sort of quite graph. Yeah. You know, zini. bit zini, yeah. Fresh Ups, I called it. Wicked. And um, I did three issues of it. I did... A couple, I think, when I lived in Hull, and I came down one time to London and took them into Gosh. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll sell them. You know, and came back like six months later and they gave me some cash. Yes. You know, and I was like, yes. And I, and I met a few people years later that were like, yeah, yeah, I bought one of your yeah. things in there. And I was always like, fuck, my blow. You know, like amazing. So, yeah, I basically got a portfolio together yeah. and just kind of blagged it a bit. I, I like, you know, would go to like Smiths or wherever, get all the magazines, find out who the art director was or whatever yeah. for like all these different mags and like email, ring them up, I think, at that yeah. point, possibly. And then you drop your portfolio off, you know, or you'd get a meeting with someone and they'd flip through it. In front what of type you. of work were you trying to get? I don't know, man. I was like, I was like just drawing yeah. mad shit and, and like drawing a lot of sort of characters and cartoony sort of stuff that, yeah. by that point. More illustrative in that way. Yeah. And like just sort of hoping to Someone saw get a break. This yeah. could work here. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a few. Do you know Which what is? I mean? I, I sort of, I did get a few things at that point um, by just pushing it. I just yeah. kept pushing it, you know. Um, would sort of, like mixed mag, 
Yeah, um, uh, some of the lad mags. Yeah. Front magazine. Yeah, that's quite that weird. Stuff. Literally, three days I was chatting to Puno, Marcus Barnes, and he worked at Mix He works at Mix Mag now. He worked for Loaded. He worked for Yeah, <laughs> the yeah there you go. <laughs> but they used to, they did used to um, commission illustrators and. Yeah, yeah, he was, he's and a they journalist. Had that sort, I, had the, I, I could do that, I had the style that could fit within that yeah, yeah. world. Which you know what I mean? Wicked. It's sort of cartoony and a yeah, bit winky yeah. and a bit could be a bit gross if needed to be. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm working to a brief, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like can yeah. you draw us this guy? He's, he's doing plugged this. into a computer game and blah yeah. blah and I draw these spreads. And I got a Mac, you know, and Lovely. a scanner and yeah. I was and an email, got a hotmail <laughs> and I was off. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? I was off, man. Richard. Yeah. So I did that for like quite a few years. Yeah. Um but what bugged me about it was the, I would often get things where it was like, they'd want you to, they, it was like, they, people knew you could do graffiti. Yeah. So they commissioned me to do graffiti things, but the kind of graffiti things they wanted me to do were not the kind of graph that I wanted to do. Yeah. Like by that point, I was like, you know, like you said, oh, you can recognize my shit and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So, but they would be like, they wanted it to look more like some kind New of, York Bronx graffiti. Yeah, trad graph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an ad campaign or a, like, you know. Photo shoot for something. Yeah, yeah. a movie or something. Yeah. And I did a few of these things, and but I was always a bit like, well, you know, it felt soulless. I didn't like it. Mm. I was like, I can't do it. It's weird when it becomes a service, mm. service industry type thing. Yeah. And you're like, hang on. Yeah. One sec. Yeah. I can do it. I mean, I think if you can, you can decompartmentalize. Of course you can, it. man. Yeah, yeah. And I've, been and doing I've that done for 20 that. years. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this was, at this point, I was a bit younger and I was a bit more like, Still. I'm a bit more proud of my own achievements. I was like, fuck you, I'm not going to do yeah. cheesy graph. Yeah. I do this kind of graph. Mm. So, in the end, I decided to sort of just totally focus on creating my own thing regardless if anyone wanted it or not, and sort of ended up getting a kind of just a shitty job. Mm -hmm. you know, so like you could a, do that? Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. shit. That's exactly what people should do. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, that sounded really easy. I didn't mean... Make no, it I know what you but, mean. But it, I, I mean, at the time... so important. I looked around at the people that I admired and thought, well, they've got this distinct thing that they've mm. done. And... I'm not going to be able to get there if yeah. I'm always just taking Mate, I'm, this thing where someone's like, yeah. you know, and, you know, financially, maybe whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm not I've done, a, I'm I've not done exactly man, that. But, you know. There is, so I'm now in my studio. I, I paint loads for myself now. Yeah. All these years, I've sold thousands of canvases, I've done yeah. hundreds of commissions. Yeah. So different. There's some things that are quite similar, but it's... I haven't been able to lock down because I didn't put, put, look, just stop that. Yeah. I couldn't because I'd set this thing up and before I knew it, I was running. So there was no point. Yeah. And I, I'd done it so young, blah, blah, blah. Put, yeah. But it's, it's only now in the last two years or so where I've, I've produced lots of artwork in my studio. No one sees it. I've yeah. produced loads. Yeah. And I'm quiet about it. And yeah. it's mine and yeah. I'm developing. Yeah. And, oh, God, it's so and, important. And, and I've never realised how important it was. probably part of the reason you're doing it is just for your own... It's like your own therapy. Oh, mate, this is what I do now. I feel part of me... I, I shout about art and I'm all about art and I'm in meetings. Art, art, art. But I, at the same time, I'm a service. 
Mm. I'm in a service industry yeah. world and where I produce and put, where my work gets put and where it is, the companies I work for, I'm a service. Well, you're, you're, it's a craft. It's a craft. It's not, it's, I mean, it's more than a service. It is man. more than That's a service. That's giving it a disservice because it's like, you're not the catering no, but crew you'd be, or something. You'd be, really, you'd, but you'd be shocked at how I get treated sometimes. Oh, I've, I've had my fair share of you know what I mean? Years, man. I've done those things like, where, yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah. You know. It makes you feel like when I do interiors of buildings and I bring teams of artists in there and I work the interior designers yeah. and the builders and that, and before you know it, you're just another cog. And then yeah. because I don't feel that way, I then get fucking upset and yeah. pissed off because I'm yeah. like, oh, we're bigger than that. But, but it, this is why though, I'm like, cool, I can do my job. I can do that art. I can get up rights to do that art. I can do all that type of stuff. And But I'm definitely that. That bit of silence, that tuning yeah. in, is so yeah. important. Yeah, that's and you, wicked. And you, and you know, and, and and probably the reason you need it, man, is because you need to be doing something that's not commodified. Oh yeah, Do you exactly. know what exactly. I mean? we were saying about the podcast in yeah. the beginning. Exactly. Go, yeah, completely. So the other stuff is commodified, mm. isn't yeah. it? You're like, this is what it's going to cost you I sold per my hour first per day. Yeah. Blah blah. I sold my first painting done. at twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, and. That was pure, I painted, it was a painting of John Lennon, a very commercial photo of John Lennon painted for the reason because I thought I could sell this. Yeah. I, I actually I had no money. It was the yeah, point yeah. was to make money. It wasn't yeah. to make art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one thing led to the next. But yeah, it's when you can, when it's not commodity, oh, it's beautiful. I mean, it can become a commodity. Oh, that, that's fine. We're not, we're not getting sort of holy and that no, about no, it. No, but what all. I mean is there's just that idea yeah, that yeah. you're and it's obviously doing part it of me, for that reason. Yeah. Part of me has on. been that. Is mm. I've developed something that has become a commodity, which I'm happy with because it's truly me. Yeah. I'm just talking about the execution of art is different, and that's yeah, that's where I try and that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's good to hear you did that. So what happened then? Sorry to stop you at that point. You started to tune in, got a shit job. Just yeah, I mean it wasn't artwork. that. I mean I say a shit job because it was pretty um, mundane, I suppose, but <laughs> it was kind of surreal at the same time because it was mm -hmm. basically. A, a, I ended up getting a job at the BBC. Oh, wow. So I was working at Television Centre. Yeah, in Shepherd's Bush. In Shepherd's Bush, yeah, yeah White City. White City, yeah. Um, and I worked for the department who got all the audiences wow. for the TV and radio shows. And it was like in this weird little office, like at the back of the building. Hmm. And it was like being in the office, you know. The, <laughs> and the weirdest thing was is that that was being shown that was on at the time when I worked there. And like, you were like people, this is it. there was a girl that I used to work with and she was like, oh, you're just like Tim. Oh, you're like that Tim guy. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck, man. And, I mean, and so I had this weird time and it lasted for about four years. Wow. And I... Held you down. Yeah, but Obviously. at the same time, I sort of would just go home and I was like, I mean, I was doing stuff. I was, I was hanging out a lot in East London on the weekends okay. and like painting at weird things and meeting all those heads and yeah. did all those kind of street arty things at that time, you know, yeah. finders, keepers, and yeah. met D-Face and all that crew. The beginning of that whole all East of that, London, yeah, I met just all really that when early, it, met all that when it very started because yeah. I'd gone out fly posting around Soho. Right. Um, me and Gassius had gone and done Gassius, it. Gassius, yeah. yeah. Me, and, me and him. He's someone else that I've known since... Brid. Yeah. Is Definitely he in Japan now? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I don't know this yeah. guy. I just no, know ace. of his he's legend. Ace, he's, he's a great guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was kind of doing... It was like a sort of... Um, I was living one of those kind of like, you know, a bit more sort of like by night, by day kind of yeah. life. You know what I mean? I had this like day job. I'd stagger in there, massively hungover. Yeah. 
I'd like people to call up, ask for tickets, I'd be like <laughs> dealing with it, have my computer. Because I was sat at a desk, I had the internet. Yeah. And oh, wow. I spent a lot of time going online Surfing. at that point. And looking at, so it was that street art boom. Yeah. So you'd be looking at all this shit, you know, um, what was the thing? It was like Instagram, but not photo log. Photo log, Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I wasn't into it, but I remember yeah. it. Yeah. So I was a bit of a backseat driver at that point in, as far as like, in a way, I was yeah. doing it, but I wasn't, I was doing the odd thing, but I wasn't really, I felt like I'd already had all these years in home. Yeah. I'd done whatever the fuck I'd wanted. I don't need to do this. And man. I don't need to prove myself. Yeah. So I was just kind of doing my own thing, really, you know. And then what was that show like, the first show you put together after, what, the first show you were in? Yeah, so I did a show in like, in about 2004. Yeah, where? A place called Best. Oh, Nikki? Yeah. Did you do a show there? Yeah. Amazing. In fact, I think, I did, her, I, think I did her first show. Seriously? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love that gallery. So she got, she got in touch with me because I've been doing those zines, the little comic books, the fresh ups. Amazing. I don't know how she'd found it, but it had some, had my hotmail in it, dude. Nikki's so, a fucking you know dog. I mean? Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still see her. You she know. lives here now, yeah. Yeah. And she gave me the, she gave me the break. That's I can't brilliant. even remember. I must have asked her if I could do a show there or something. In Farringdon, on that yeah, side in Farringdon, Clerkenwell, on that little side man. street, Beautiful. and it was packed. That's when, it was that, when they put on shows. That street would roadblock. Yeah, this was insane. Everybody came to it. Everyone came to it. I've got some footage of that actually. Sick. That is one of the few things I have got some film wow. of. A dude that I knew at the time had filmed it on his whatever video cam was, or whatever. Yeah. And I look back at it a few years ago and there's like loads of people there. Like, That's brilliant, man. Fuck, what are they doing there? What did that do for you then? What did that make you think? It made, it, I guess at that point I was like, fuck it, I'm an artist, you know. Sick. I was like, and I painted all these like abstract paintings. Yeah. Um, loads of colour work, loads of shapes and stuff. Um, and I've been going down to Cornwall. That's what I would do. It was my escape. Yeah? Yeah, about twice a year. What was in Cornwall? I go to, we used to go down to St. Ives. Oh, yeah. Which is like basically, it was like the artist colony. Yeah. Kind of pre-war and after the war. Uh-huh. Sort of Barbara Hepworth. That's right. Ben Nicholson. Yeah. And then loads of um, abstract artists. Patrick Heron and shit. Loads of mad colour and stuff. Yeah. And basically what the deal is, man, is the light is insane it's like it's on a little peninsula and it's surrounded like st ives the town is surrounded on on three sides by sea yeah and it sort of little juts out and you just get this amazing light there crazy and i'm and i'm not kidding i've been going there for like 20 years yeah you still go yeah i still go like at least once a year um and paint when i'm there and i'd started going there and taking canvases with me and painting them this was like i didn't know i was gonna have a show or whatever And then, so a lot of it, weirdly, so when I had the show, it was all these, like, really mad abstract paintings, all sort of, with, like, waves in and rocks. And, and, and um, I think it was, like, completely out of step yeah. with what was happening yeah. at that point yeah. in the London. The street art scene in London. The street art scene was, like, everything was black and white. Yeah. It had some, like, Quite re- literal. repeated character or yeah. something, didn't it? Yeah repeated forever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, um, or someone ripping down like an old stop sign 
and doing a stencil on top of it. I mean, we're, you know, I'm being tongue-in-cheek about oh, it. But I mean, honestly, I had a love-hate relationship with that shit from day one. What a movement, though. We yeah. can't deny its power. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. You know, and I was completely out of step with it. Well, I think also, coming from a graffiti background, part of us, we didn't want to fucking appreciate it. We just wanted to laugh at it. You know what I mean? It was just like, nah, yeah. this isn't a real deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I think what I, what I discovered about that scene was... Um, that actually for a lot of those people that were into it, it w was like just a sort of bit of a thrill for a year or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like being in a band when you were yeah. in college or something. And There was a lot of flashing you know, pounds in that scene. Yeah, scene. there was a lot of that. Um, but maybe it just didn't require the... It didn't, it didn't yeah. require what it required to be a graffiti writer. It was a different scene. Yeah, it was. I think a lot of that was sort of... I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's a whole conversation, well, we isn't it? We can't talk about it because we don't nah, know it properly. We don't know. But it back to your paintings, it was. But yeah, they so were I different. was like, I was, I, I guess in a way, I was painting things that were more related to graph, as in they had lots of sort of shapes and interlocking shit going on, and it would be like the fills that you'd put that I would have put in a piece. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And and there were sort of landscapes, and they were a bit psychedelic and everything. Um, I mean, I think later on, that's, that sort of style became much more acceptable. Oh, yeah, and now yeah, yeah. people paint whole huge sides of buildings in a not dissimilar yeah. way to what I was doing then. But at that point, I mean, I sold some work, I sold prints and everyone loved it. But I, I was still felt like a bit of an outsider, do you know what I mean? Right. I wasn't like, hey, I'm in here. Yeah. I'm in with the East London crew. <laughs> I was still a bit like, I didn't really, Yeah. it didn't really Great fit. thing to do, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved it, man. I loved yeah. it. It was fun to do. Yeah. And I went to all her shows that she had there and, you know, hung out in that world for a few years. I went down there. Thursday nights in East London and all that. I went down there. We were filming when I did Faking It. And um, we went down there to film. To Best? Yeah. Right. In there. And Nick Walker was on. Yeah. And um, I sort of vaguely remember this now because I remember watching that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were in there. Anyway, I come out and the camera's obviously on me and on James. And then it goes off and then, God love him, but she comes up to me and goes, you're a fucking sellout. And I was like, what? What, Nicky did? No, she won. Oh, she not, won? Yeah, not Nicky. She, she, she won. She won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not she. She won came up to me and said, you're a fucking sellout. And I'm like, what? Do you know who I fucking am? He's like, no, you're a fucking sellout coming in with a fucking camera. I roasted him, man. Fuck. Yeah, he, but, he, but to give him his... He didn't know who I was, and he shouldn't have known who I was. I was in my mid-twenties. You know, you wouldn't know who I am. But it's just like, no, nah, man. I'm not... From, listen, bro, I love your art, but I'm not taking that from you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking that. I've been painting chains for fucking years. Yeah. I've been at this game. <laughs> that seems like a fucking weird thing for him to uh, say. That's what I thought. For someone who wanted to be more than just a graph writer. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was so, like, venomous. But I buried him, and um, he took it well. He under No, I didn't bury him. I just let him know. Yeah. Look, no, this is not what you think this is. I'm, I'll tell you now exactly who I am. And I obviously said it with a lot more vengeance, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember, wow. I remember that being at Nikki's show. Good I remember I also found out what a Chesterfield sofa was that day because I didn't know what a Chesterfield sofa was and Nick had painted one. Right. 
and he was telling it's me like about it. It's like a big it. poofy sofa, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, leather sofa with yeah. the My studs. My uncle Chris had one. Yeah. I, yeah, I never heard that yeah. word. Yeah. And I remember Why that would you really? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm from Kilburn. So man. random. Like, that was not going to come so to random. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a, one of my memories. I think that was one of the few shows I didn't go to, actually, yeah. Nick Walker's. I remember meeting Nick Walker once, like, maybe a year or two before that. And he had this insane, like, old school, like, what we used to have in the 80s, like your peace book. Yeah. It wasn't even really a black book. It'd be like a a folder, you know, like a ring binder. Yeah. With plastic sleeves. Yeah. And have all your shit oh, in it. School. Like, here's some photos of my pieces. Here's some outlines. Here's yeah. some zines. Here's some, like, yeah. here's a other paint paraphernalia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he had this thing, and it was like a oh, massive, deep thing. And, and I sat with him in his bar. Yeah. And he, and he, was, he, he took me through it. And wow. it was like, oh, this is when I painted the graph on the Kubrick film. He'd done the Kubrick film, you know, um, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. He'd done all the tagging and stuff. And he was like, oh, and then I did this, and then I did that. And I was just like... He's a lovely guy as yeah. well, man. He's and I didn't real... really, at the time, really know who he was. I'd never so... really heard of him until no. that, like, around that time. Yeah. But I didn't know about his history or anything until I got to know him a bit. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, cool. Same, man. I didn't know him back in the... I didn't no. know of him back in the day. No. I knew of, like, Inky, really, from Bristol. He's in New York. He's in New York now, isn't he? Living the life, I think, Nick. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Crazy guy. But yeah, that was... Nicky's, Nicky's... That best gallery was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Brilliant. You know, first of its kind and the vibe it gave off. Yeah. And Kevin being a fucking train driver. Yeah. It's just amazing. I know. It was just... <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Yeah, and they, and they gave people breaks and they, they, and they gave a shit about it, basically. Oh, Nikki loves you know, art, man. Like, yeah. It is her heart, yeah. like, yeah. completely. Yeah. She's yeah. fully obsessed with... It and supporting it and yeah. pushing it. Yeah. And she, you know, at those places, really, at that time, it was like, you know, she had, like, Mike Giant did a show well, there. And this is the thing. Dalek she was one of them Dalek, people, whatever, like... You know, it was like... There wasn't just, anywhere else. No. There wasn't anywhere for these people who were great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. real deserve opportunities. Yeah. There wasn't those spaces. I mean, just... I, I think the scene show, I remember seeing you at the scene show. Oh, yeah, show. I went to that yeah, like, D-Faces spot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, again, that was like a mad thing. It was like, just one of those occasions where you were just like, there was something weird's happened here where yeah. I'm now... My girl was on the door, Bex. We weren't right. together at the time. And um, I'd brought Cos there with me. And a few, I brought a load of my mates, like yeah. intro and vibes and all them. Like, yeah. We'd also bumped into Cos and a few others. Yeah. I got to the door and I was like, B, and she was like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, they're all going to have to come in. She's yeah. Like, I know. What say? <laughs> no, you're not coming in. <laughs> she loves DDS and she's yeah. always loved DDS since I introduced them to her. But <laughs> she was just like. I, don't remember. I remember it being all right. I, it wasn't night, the right night, night until, until Cos tagged some walls and my boys tagged the walls a bit as well. I don't even remember that, man. All the paint I think disappeared. I was just... It was one I of don't them. know. I think for me, it was. I remember being really excited. It was almost like one of those childhood things. It, I and I was what, with some street art dudes at the time. Yeah. I remember, and they didn't understand it. And I said, "All right, it's like imagine meeting like De Niro or something." Yeah, and yeah. they were like, "Oh right, do you know what I mean?" I was like, "I had to explain it to him who that he was." was. A, uh, what D Face pulling that off? Edgware Road, that location, Parade Street. Yeah, like, it was so random. Wasn't so it? random. Beautiful space. Yeah, like. Obviously, the start to a really fruitful career for him. Yeah. But what an amazing opening. Yeah. What an amazing start. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I remember yeah. him coming to me. I sold his first T-shirt, Steve Face, in my shop. And then he opened up his shop 
his gallery soon after. But I remember him coming down to me telling me what he was doing. And he's like, I'm thinking of selling paint. And I was like, don't you fucking dare. Yeah. Don't go down that route. So he told me where the location was. I hadn't seen it. I said, don't, don't, you don't need to sell paint, man. Do the gallery thing. Yeah. Do the gallery thing. Yeah. And I think he didn't listen to me and I think he did sell paint for a bit. I don't know. But because he had that little shop front, didn't they, downstairs? They had a little space as you walked in. Yeah. And then you went upstairs to the yeah. gallery. I don't remember it that well. Yeah. I, I think I only ever went to the scene show. That was it. It's an amazing spot, man. I never what went a show back. that was. Yeah. I wish I bought one of them pieces, man. They weren't even that yeah, expensive. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law's got one, like, yeah. just, like, with a tag on it, I think. Brilliant. Or something. And it's the best thing. It's the freshest thing ever. And I was yeah. like, why didn't I just get one? Why didn't I get one? You know. Dickheads. Yeah. That was lovely. Loads of people there. Yeah. Real brilliant turnout. Yeah. Amazing yeah, exactly. scene for London. One of those kind That's of crazy places. that you were there. That's brilliant, man. Mm. So when did you leave London? Um, was that London down to Brighton then? Yeah, pretty L- much. Yeah. Um, I went travelling. Oh yeah. For about three months. Uh-huh. What so did you basically see? I got made redundant from the job at the okay. BBC, so I got this like golden handshake. I was like, Yay, <laughs> see ya, nice one. <laughs> you know, I mean it was one of those sort of things where for some of the people that I work with it was fucking the end of their world. Mm. You know, they've been doing this same shitty job for twenty yeah. years. Paying like, mortgages 15 off years it. or something. Yeah. Whereas I was like, oh my God, how long have I been here? Huh? Four yeah. fucking years? Right, exactly. what? Wake up. <laughs> so I got out and got some money and um, we were like, various circumstances, we were just like, right, fuck it, let's just get out of London. Wicked. Um, and went over to the West Coast, like went to San Francisco. Because I was just like, right, I, I want to go to San Francisco. I don't want to go to India or... You know, Thailand. Thailand. I want to see San Francisco. Yeah, I was like, I'd always wanted to go from when I was a teenager. Amoeba music. Just the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing from the beats through to even like Mike Giant or someone. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the graph. So it's all the way through. The whole hippie thing. Yeah. The beat generation, the psychedelic thing. Yeah. The whole vibe of it, and it did not disappoint me. I was just on, about to ask. On any level, did it fulfil every? Yeah, point? it really did. Wow. Really what, did. So when was this? Early two thousands. Yeah. So I don't know, Amazing. like two thousand five or something. Wow. Like that. And it was still offering all yeah. that goodness. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think now, from what I read and everything, now it's yeah. become completely taken over by as Google it, and as tech. As it would. Yeah. It's a tech and, town now, isn't it? Sort of, tech city. It's got. I mean, it, I think it was on its way there when I was there yeah. but there was definitely still like a lot you of really madness and wigginess and yeah. the lower hate was all just like funky funky craziness you know what I mean how long so did you stay? I stayed there for a month wicked and then went travelling around for a bit and mm-hmm. then went back there and stayed for I don't know maybe another month something wicked. like that um, and in between sort of travelled about went to Seattle uh-huh. Portland and then went to New Mexico, oh, yeah. which is like, you know, it's like near Arizona. Yeah, yeah. It's a state. Um, My mate's dad lives there. Santa Fe mm-hmm. and Taos are the two main places, two main, two main sort of places where you go. Yeah. And that was mind-blowing. That was like deserty and crazy sort of cowboy vibe, cactuses. Did you drive? No, we sort of went on... Trains, planes, and automobiles. You know what I mean, like proper, like Greyhound. Went for it, yeah. Greyhound from went to Santa Cruz. Yeah, sick. So yeah, travelled around, man. I met loads of fucking amazing Americans, and that is, to be honest, really, truly, when I met people there, 
and they were like, I'm an artist. They'd be like, oh, hi there, I'm an artist or whatever. And you, you know, they were so confident in it. Yeah. And I'd look at their work and I'd be like, yeah, I like that. And that's not like nothing that I'm not doing. Or, yeah, yeah, do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. It's you're not... like me, I'm like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm calling a yourself an artist. artist. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. means, okay. You know, and that was really, truly when I, when it sort of, just Isn't became that nuts, paramount though? that I could not be anything other than that. Crazy though that you were in London at the boom of this street art vibe and like this whole sense of creativity and yeah. the moment you get out of your environment yeah. and then someone puts a yeah. spotlight. Yeah. Oh fuck, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 cool. I don't know, I mean the street art thing was weird though because when it was like, when I went to America people were like, I'm an artist mm. and they were making weird funky sort of folk art and I don't know. Whatever it was. Whatever it was, and having shows in these weird little galleries. Yeah. All, you know, they're all a bit nutty and, you know, but all super friendly and yeah. positive and yeah. into it and into me and, yeah, this is great, you know. Um, did you paint anything out there or draw anything out there? Yeah, I did some mad shit. I did this, like... So before I'd gone, I'd, I'd hooked up with some people, probably social, some kind of internet, mm -hmm. Flickr or MySpace, Photolog or MySpace, yeah. one, some combination of those. And someone had asked me to be in a show, and mm. the show was um, hand-painted vests, right? And I was like, vest? Mm. Like a fucking vest, you know? Yeah. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And what they mean by vest is like, you know, like a denim waistcoat. Yeah. Like a cut off. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Like what a sort of biker wears yeah, yeah, over yeah. his... With the patches on. That's a vest. Oh, okay. Because I was like, they, they were like... You're thinking of 100% cotton. Yeah. Like, <laughs> some sort of wife <laughs> beater, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, what? So basically, they were like, yeah, we're having this show and we're getting everyone to customise them. It was in that sort of era of like, let's get all these people who disparately connected on the internet yeah. and get them all in the show and it'll have some sort of wacky theme. Yeah. And I did that, and I went to some town in California. Um, I can't remember the hell it was now. Sacramento, maybe, okay. or something like that. And they, they put it on, they put this shit, the guy that wow. had organized it was there, he came and met us. He was a street art sort of sticker guy from uh -huh. New York. And he put it on, and we did some mad live art at this thing, and a load of random students, Boom. people drinking wine. And I'd hand-painted my thing in the hotel room in San Fran. Because I hadn't done anything, so I went out and bought this amazing, like, Mexican sort of denim jacket yeah. and then painted the back of it um, and hung it in the show. I've still got it. He sent it back to me years later. Wicked. But, yeah, so that was it, really. I didn't really do any... And then back then to Brighton. And then moved back to the UK and then was like, well, fuck it, let's move to Brighton. Yeah. I think I knew a few people in Brighton at the time. Amazing. Um, Sewell, you know, Matt, Matt Sewell. Matt, love Matt. Yeah. Good to see him the other night at your show, actually. Yeah, it was really nice, man. Lovely he's to doing see some job Matt. locally and just... He'd just been painting yeah. at some bird sanctuary. Like yeah, words. so he was like, yeah, I'm in the area, I'll come down. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Matt was here for a while. Yeah, I did a few pieces with Matt and did a couple of shows with him. Yeah. Me and him did a show at Best, actually. Did you, yeah. Really right at the, right at the sort of end of it, okay. maybe. And also went up to Manchester when he was living there and did this really amazing, like, collab thing. Just the two of us like in a trade show for sort of like oh, yeah. skate gear. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some yeah. sort of trendy trade yeah, I show. The trade shows were popping off in the yeah. 2000s, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need some live art guys, yeah. you know? Right, we're sitting on right. streetwear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Here's, your, here's, your, here's your thing, you can get paid. Yeah. There's a paint. Yeah, some beer. Yeah. yeah, so we just got on with it. We yeah. painted this big thing, but we did it all in emulsion. 
nice. you know, there was no spray paint, it Lovely. was all indoors. Nice. And I went through a phase, I think, for probably like a good few years where I hardly used any spray paint. I was like, Mate, that did a lot of interiors nice. and, yeah. you know, got a bit sort of like, I don't really want to use spray paint inside. Yeah. You know, I've been through those years in the 90s with yeah. car paint in some nightclub. That's that artist thing though, isn't it? I can let go of the spray can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't have to all be spray. Yeah. I've proved myself with a spray can. Yeah, Because exactly. that's all we're doing. Yeah. We're proving ourselves using this awkward ass fucking tool. Yeah. Because yeah. we could, those fucking corners we want, you yeah. should get a paintbrush out at any time. I know. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to cut it in really tight. still to this day, you know, you, you, you have those kind of weird rules oh, of for yourself, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 of course. You I have com conversations with people like Gary or Teach even. I had conversations with him about it and telling him how I'm producing this work. And, you know, and then I say something like, oh, yeah, I know it's cheating. I'm like, no, it's not cheating. It's your process. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. And just because it's not how we were taught yeah, exactly. with the can. How you, was, how you, thought you, how you were paint. told how to do it when you were like 15 yeah. or something. Yeah. But it's, you, I don't even use spray paint in my paintings now. No. But it's the way I do it, I feel yeah. like I'm cheating. Because yeah. I'd never do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> and I've had weird, them tell it? me that. Like, no, no, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I got over that by doing a lot of interiors. Brilliant. Just with um, emulsion, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like started doing a lot of them, especially when I it was kind of when I moved to Brighton. It's freeing. Yeah, it's sort of like doing like weird hotel rooms and. Wicked. If I did a show, I'd paint one of the walls. Yeah. And really loved that. I'd always use a lot of emulsion though. Like back in Hull in the nineties. You'd use a lot. We'd use a lot of emulsion to fucking block out yeah. walls or fill in the letters. I remember Blockbusters, you know? Pinky Blockbusters. That yeah. Must have been emulsion because they were yeah. massive. Yeah. Yeah, and it was blockers. like you couldn't even get. Spray that would cover that. I couldn't space. get enough paint to do no, that. Never. I, I, you know, um, and it didn't. And even then, back then, you were, there was a little bit of it. it was oh, you shouldn't be using mulch. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we were in our bubble, man. So I didn't care. You know what I mean? I was like, we were like, oh fuck, we can just like mix up this big pot of pink. Yeah. We'll fill the letters in with that, and then we'll just do the rest Ralphie. with like. Yeah. High I recently coat did that with heads. Mm. Those pieces I sent you the other day, that was most real. Yeah, like, exactly. Wicked. Why am I wasting my time and my lungs? Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the other side of it. You know, it's that thing. It's like if you're using it constantly over years and years and years, you know. Wait, when I first saw, I, remember, I don't know if it was maybe it was Is The Wiz, got yeah. the voice box. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. There was that footage of him. I can't remember what it was on, but he had a voice box. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, this shit's serious. And I know their paint's full of lead and it's old. And yeah. It's, yeah. I, th I think if you can have breaks from it, yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah. Everything know. I produce now, very rarely use sprays. Yeah. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a don of a spray can. I really fucking worked that can. I know how to use it yeah, properly. Man. But I don't yeah. use them often. And I'm... No, I mean, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I've never been a super technically slick Kind yeah. of writer, I'm not and, I, and I, I never, really, I never really was bothered really from early on okay. about sort of, Finish. you know, the sort of photorealist kind of stuff. Oh right, yeah, that stuff, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And even in the nineties, when everyone started doing the sort of three D, Escher, yeah, you yeah. know, and all of that with the gradients yeah. and maybe not cuts. even outlines, just like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Dame and people yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, wasn't you? When I found the New York fat caps, I was always just like, oh yeah. It's, it's the dream shit. Yeah. yeah. 
I think I think maybe about ten years ago, I just decided I wasn't ever going to sort of cut in Anything. at all. Just yeah. going to do it and just leave it. That's freeing. Yeah. I just, don't. I still can't do yeah. that. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably do it a little bit, a bit, but not. You know, I think when I was younger, I would try and get yeah that conscious. Super crisp. Yeah. So but, how has um how has Brighton treated you then for the last ten years being an artist in Brighton? Ah. Uh, it's interesting, I think. I mean, I think as general, I tell you what, as an artist in Brighton, I'm always stimulated. Good. Always. Yeah. So it doesn't even feel been, like ten it's years. Been a, then. It's been a brilliant ten years. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm constantly stimulated. Yeah. I can walk down the same street. Yeah. That I've been walking down for ten years, and I'm still buzzing off it. Yeah. I still can look at these weird buildings or this random person or. Just this like little bit of you know as a, you know what all writers are like they always walk around looking at you oh yeah 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 so, we notice you know so much that's why they often you know, good navigators you're like yeah, yeah I know where that is because it was that tag on the corner exactly, and yeah, there was yeah, that yeah. weird blue font on that yeah. fucking shop yeah. you know yeah 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 we've been here yeah, yeah. when I don't know ten years ago <laughs> yeah, but I right. recognise that same spot. do you know what I mean that's it's there. there yeah <laughs> what are you on about that weird character that they use on that chippy or something you know it's just down that road I'm so sure. I still get a real buzz off that yeah. I get a massive buzz off that. Um, and like, and having a kid here made a difference because pre-child, yeah. I was sort of like, just in, in more, still more in a world of sort of like hanging out with maybe people who were sort of going out or yeah. maybe a slightly younger. Um, and then when you have a kid, you meet all these people, don't you? You sort of like, you know, like we were saying earlier, like at the school gates and, yeah, yeah. and you meet these people. And, you meet a different level of people and, and, you know... All types as well. Yeah. Another set of all types. Yeah. And, yeah. and Brighton's interesting for that anyway, isn't it? Because it's like London or something where you're just chatting to someone and then it turns out they're this person and they've yeah. done that or they know that and blah, blah. And So that's always fascinating. Um, but it did draw in a bit more of that adult world, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, you know, you're, you're sort of sometimes reluctantly drawn into a more... Yeah kind of world where people want to tell you about their new shower fitting or something and I'm like yeah I don't really care about any of that but you know you I roll with it, it don't yeah. you I'm in, I'm in that world even yeah. though I'm more in yeah uh, it's just part of everyday life yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again it's why culture's so fucking amazing yeah because it's just given us this whole art whatever it is this yeah whole other perspective of things to look at and appreciate yeah. and talk about yeah not to say that these people ain't got much to talk about, but there's a majority of people that work, pay a mortgage, make yeah. families, yeah. and you know, yeah. there isn't much else around it apart from yeah. what goes with that, which is a lot. But yeah. being an artist as well as doing all that just gives you that next element. It does. It does. I think what it gives you, man, is this thing where it's like you are always doing something yeah. or planning something yeah. or thinking about something. Seeing something. Even. Seeing something. Yeah. And, you know... Itching. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it does. It just gives you that. It's yeah. like you've got a different angle on, yeah. on your life from that perspective. Yeah. Even when they're showing you the shower, mm. you're looking at the tiles and you're yeah. thinking, that's exactly. devil and that... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you know. And so I mean... And, yeah, I mean, Brighton's an interesting place, in it? I mean, I don't know if I'll ever feel... I, I don't want to... I'm really happy living here. Yeah. I don't want to move anywhere. But um, it's, it's interesting because I think on a surface level, people think, oh, Brighton's really arty. Mm. So people always say, you know, it's really arty, in it? Mm. 
always all, all very arty down there, very creative, mm. whatever. And it is, but it has no real... It's also very transient. Yeah, it's very... So, yeah. you know, there's something that's happening five years... You, you know, like, things maybe last five years or yeah. something. Or So I've now lived here long enough to understand that, you know, and see that happen. Yeah. It's like, a weird place. You know, I think there's... I know what I did down here, I couldn't have done anywhere else. Brighton was the only place that could give me that yeah. mind space to let yeah. me do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and it, I think if you want to, you can come here and you can really do. Yeah. But you can also come and settle. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I think it's, it's great having this next, next thing in you because it can. Yeah. It gives you the space to do what you want to do, really. Yeah. You could, and because it's a bit transient, if you're, I don't mean the word literally, but if you're real about what you do, mm. it works. Yeah. You can keep doing yeah. it. I'm yeah. not saying there's loads of money yeah. here for it. No, I'm not you talking can. about that. But you can keep doing your yeah. thing because it's what you do. Yeah. Because there's a lot of transient shit here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's the same. I'm not saying Brighton's transit. It, many places are, you know. No, but I think places like Brighton definitely are, aren't yeah. they? Well, By their very nature, I think. Yeah. And it, being a massive uni town, yeah, you know what I mean, so close to London. Yeah, it's a real in and out. Yeah, for people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, in many aspects, from commuters to people having short-term lets yeah. to all types of shit. It's um. So things pop up. Yeah, and scenes pop up, and yeah. things pop up. But I don't know, you know, then they then they maybe disappear mm. again, and something else replaces it. Yeah, and then um, I mean, I was chatting to you in earlier, who owns Rare Kind Records, and you know, we were talking about me starting it all down here, and then him joining me, and. What a yeah. time and how amazing it was and it would never be the same. And it's like, no, not for a fucking 40-year-old it won't. But hopefully for the next 25-year-old it yeah. will be Yeah, now. exactly. There's something yeah, out there yeah, now yeah, for yeah, the 25-year-old. Yeah. Not for yeah. us. We're not yeah. going to see or feel that. And I'm quite glad I'm not actually yeah. seeing or feeling that. I'd feel a bit weird. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, Brighton's great for scenes. Whether they hold on longevity-wise is another thing. Yeah. But it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think there's much of a sort of real artistic infrastructure. I mean, That's I think if you were like living in London, if I'd, st you know, in, in East London, maybe yeah. there's more of a sort of um, scene where there's more money involved and yeah. there's more yeah. commercial possibilities Incentive involved. Well. You know, it's a small town, do you yeah. know what I mean, Brian? It's a small town, but yeah. it's, it's, it's been the best place I've ever lived. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's interesting having been here for 10 years now and seeing some of the changes happen. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's, I mean, I think it's in a healthy, it seems in quite a healthy place. Yeah. I mean, I came, when I came down for your show that night. Yeah. Um, which was wicked to see. And I love that little gallery. And I'm, I love that he's doing yeah, that Yeah, Studio 45. Studio 45 is brilliant. Man. Yeah, he's amazing, man. Yeah, he's and amazing. what a lovely guy. Yeah, And totally. I love the fact that Pear Shape's in there as well, because he's just fucking amazing guy Yeah, as well. and they're like, like working as a team. Yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. Making it work. Making it work. You know. But the, the town itself was fucking, and I know there was something on in town as well that night, but it was busy as fuck, but Mr. Bongo's was popping off at the record shop. And yeah. Ewan from Rare Kind Records was off to go and play at a radio show and there was this and that and I was like, yeah, Brighton's got it still. Yeah, like Brighton's the guy, the, the pear-shaped, mm -hmm. you know, Seb, he Seb. did... sorry, he, did, he had a radio show the night before, I yeah, think, yeah. and Lonnie and Zenrock went down. Wicked. And were like, bigging it up and he was yeah, on yeah, there yeah. and we were like, tuned in at home. Lovely. Um, 
I love Brighton for that, man. Like that felt exciting, man. Yeah. I felt like something had kind of happening again. Yeah. Like, I, I left know. Brighton 10 years ago. Yeah, pretty much 10 years ago. Just as you turned up, I left. Yeah. Just because I heard you were coming. I thought yeah. I'd get out of here. Yeah, get the fuck in I've seen different... I've seen it over the last 10 years, have these waves. But it, that one was one of the most memorable ones, uh, nights I've had since coming down here on my nights that I do come. Yeah. And I've seen it happen no, maybe it was, two or three it times. Was, it was just, an, there was, was something about awesome it. Night, it felt for a... Well, it made me just think of, you know, a wholesome couple of years ahead because yeah. it was just a lot. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, wicked, that means it's on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. It's, it's I mean, that was sort of the idea of that show, I think. Was the show to, was dope, man. Was to try and, like... You know, because it's not like the people who were in that show are necessarily really part of the scene in Brighton. Which I thought was... Yeah, but quite. in a way, it was to sort of show all those heads that yeah. it's like, well, you can do all of this, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, that's where the inspiration yeah. comes from, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Not saying and we were trying to inspire them, but just but showing like different was, angles of it. There were so was many really artists happy. A lot there. of those people turned up. Yeah, there were so me? many artists at yeah. the show. And it was wicked, like, all right, wicked. This, this is going to pop something off. Yeah. This will pop yeah. something off. I hope so. Of course it will, man. That's, so. that's the inspirational and shit Steve's right there. And Steve's loving it. I went down there yesterday and he was like, really, you know, he's so happy with it, man. Wicked. Said, you know, people have been coming in. Steve, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, the owner. Studio 45. Lovely yeah. guy. Yeah, isn't he? Really totally. nice. He was so open to it. Yeah. When we, you know, we were like, well, where could we do it? Um, and he, he was just from, from day one. Oops, sorry, lost a bit of the recording there. Basically, big up Steve at Studio 451. If you're in Brighton, go and check him out. Amazing little spot along there with Pear Shaped. Check that out. Um, I've got another 15 minutes with Pinky here. Keep listening. What was in, What did you get up to when you first got here then? You just work? And well, when I work first and... got here, I was on a real buzz um, after being in the States. <laughs> San Francisco, yeah. Seattle, and all these places, and just meeting all these mad, cool people who were like, "Yeah, I'm an artist." And so when I moved here, I was like, "I mean, really, the last decade has been me going, okay, I'm going to make a living, being a creative, be being an artist, yeah. being an illustrator, whatever it is." Being me, yeah. yeah, being me, yeah, and you know getting to the point where you start, where people, it's like, okay, you know, I can either use what, I can either create something for myself, exhibit it, show it, show who I am, and out of that, someone either is like, yeah, I want that, I'll buy it, yeah. or they'll go, oh yeah, could you do something like that for us? Do you know what I mean? Like, could you put that on a skateboard or whatever? Yeah. Um, the overlapping effects. Yeah, of yeah, and that—that's—that's that's what I kind of really started on when I moved here. And I mean, I've done done all sorts of random things. I put on this mad show. There was this place that popped up in town. It was an amazing building. It apparently, it used to be the music library. Yeah, I know. It's like opposite the dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing building. Yeah, yeah. and it was run by these two guys, um, who were putting on. It was just just sort of still, I guess, in that street art thing. And they were putting on shows and everything. And I basically just sort of hustled them a little bit and was like, Let's, can, can I put something on? And basically curated this thing. So I think there was about nine people in it. Um, and a real mix of people. Mm. So there was some of the old graph writers that I knew from Hull, um, sort of Paris and uh, 
Matt Sewell was in it. I think it was. So I think it was. It was about oh nine. Yeah, yeah. It was called Heads. Yeah. And got Pete Fowler in it. Neeston Control Center. Um, Zenrock. And just painted the whole inside of this place out. I mean, we did it in like October or November, so it was cold and yeah. it was a funky old building. Yeah. And then just had a mad party, I, you I, know. I, I had and I have met people who've been like, yeah. Did you go in there? I went in there when it first got closed down and opened up, and I got offered to do a show there. But I had the gallery. I didn't know what to do. Yes, yeah. knew I was leaving as well. Yeah. Oh, what an amazing space. It was amazing. Amazing. I mean, now it's like a bloody French, restaurant. it's like a chain restaurant. Yeah. You know, has everything. My brother-in-law um, was in there the other day and he said, there's no show in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, did stuff like that, painted, did sort of, did a couple of like, painted a hotel room in a hotel in Regency Square. They had loads of artists do rooms. Um, did a lot of self-promotion, really. Just sort of like, right, I'm here. Let you know, I'd had those years in London where I have maybe not quite sort of grabbed it as strongly as I should. Um, so I was kind of like, sod it, I'm just going to go for it now. A thing about self-promoting in Brighton, though, man, like, you can... In London, you've got to pick. Like, you have to, you've got to be fucking picky about where you're headed. Yeah. Right? And that is so long and small... Whereas in Brighton, it seems as a, it's a lot wider and you can explain yourself to a lot more people a lot quicker. Yeah. I don't it just feels a bit more... Fine-tuned fine is the wrong word because it's completely opposite in London. It's not fine-tuned. It's, it's annoying is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I don't in know. London, it's just a lot harder to make a splash. <coughs> yeah, you yeah, know, basically. And it, and it is a little bit more about... It's not just about what you can do. It's... Who getting know. it who you know who you know you know what I mean it's a good shape but it's definitely about yeah. something about that yeah and keeping up with like if you can't beat the price if you can't beat the time yeah do you know what I mean yeah There's someone, a else or someone else someone else slide will. in yeah, yeah. Um, no Brighton is definitely good for that just to self promote it's brilliant yeah there's just loads of that yeah Wicked. started painting a bit of graph again yeah when I moved here occasionally um Probably more in the last couple of years, just going down to Black Rock. I mean, I still think that that is one of the best places I've ever painted because it's like, it, it's the, the part of town where no one really goes, yeah. apart from just randoms and people going to Asda or something. Yeah. And you've got the sea. Do you know what I mean? Right there. I mean, it's a bit, it can get a bit windy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes people go, oh, it's there. too windy down yeah. here. I've painted in like middle of summer, boiling hot days, and just turned around and gone into the sea. That's like, what I mean. It's just amazing. Went down the in my boxes and jumped in. We all just yeah. so hot. It's yeah. beautiful when we get back out. Yeah. Continue painting. If you think about most spots where people go to paint, it's, you haven't got a sea view. No, you know, yeah. sea view full of asbestos. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all types of shit. Um, so yeah, I've been painting, and I mean, and I've done more stuff with like, I probably the main people. I mean, like Zenrock, he's definitely one of the main. So people. He, is he back here? No, but I met him. This was the, one of these weird things. Was so like, as me and Lonnie moved here, he'd been here and was just leaving. Yeah. And we met through Matt Sewell and a few other people, and it was a bit like, yo, fresh, really nice to meet you. Oh, by the way, I'm off traveling. Yeah. And he left. And um, and then he had to get like he was gone for a year or something. And then he came back here because he had some stuff he had to sort out. And he started coming and hanging with me and Lonnie. Wicked. And it's like, 
I don't know. It's just I thought maybe it's just, when you get older, you don't make so many like new friends really so hard. easily, no, do you? You just don't. You don't. And we just hit it off the three of us. That's nice. You know, like it's really nice when, especially when you're a couple, yeah. and you're really tight anyway. Yeah. To introduce someone, you know, if, if your partner's sort of like, yeah, they're a bit annoying. Or, when you're a tight couple, yeah, it becomes that is hard. hard. I know exactly what you mean. Back you know, if you meet another tight. couple, yeah, and if if one of you goes like, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't. I just can't quite get off. I can't. Yeah. We don't just hit it off or yeah. something. Even though we just hit it off. Yeah, exactly. that's brilliant. Man. You know, so He's people would come guy. and crash at ours. We'd party a bit. We started painting together, and then we did a show together. The three of us called Trip Tangle, Sick. and we did it in this in the artist residence hotel in Regent Square. Yeah. They basically just let us have free reign, and and I always think this is something that I've thought now for quite a long time. Is like when you're putting on art shows quite often in a way you know without sounding pretentious but the art and the whole energy of it is the build up to it yeah it's like you and your mates making the art yeah with an idea with an idea yeah Yeah. an actual the opening and the piece the opening it's the performance of it all yeah it's 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 more to do with that so from the three of us were like right we've got like 10 days zenny came and stayed with us Cosmo was like two and a half and we were potty training him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was like, yay, it's the middle of summer. It's a heat wave. We've got a kid running around, like potty training. And we just did it. And we put on this mad show and it was ace. Got a mate of mine to film it. Um, That's and then we Zen's, continued to kind of do that. Zen's wicked, man. Before he left, so in 2008, he came to the shop. Early, earlier, wait, he must have been planning on going travel. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, he had like I don't know, like five hundred, four hundred, three hundred magazines. Yeah, that sounds right. He's a bit of a collector. It was crazy, man, and he gave them to me at an amazing price. Yeah, and um, oh, it was. Be- I've kept loads of them. Yeah, I just couldn't resist. Yeah, but he had the gate. Literally, so it was an amazing collection. So then the shop had just fucking like literally hundreds of these beautiful <laughs> mags. They all got sold. People loved them. Like, yeah, great thing to have. Yeah, man. well, they're a bit of a rarity so, now. Oh, yeah, such Actual a rarity. Graph yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and that's when I met him. Super cool guy. Man. Yeah, very person. sound guy. Kind of looks outside the box, you know yeah. what I mean? Happily as well. Yeah. yeah. And so sort of like also in that time, like Lonnie, my wife, went from really being a kind of, basically became a visual artist. You know, like we've been together for like over 20 years. Yeah. And in that time... She was more of a writer, she was a songwriter, she was a musician, you know. But it was more about words and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then probably I'd say, I mean, definitely in the last decade, she just started to draw and paint. And I just loved it, man. I was like, you know, it's you have to be careful because I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. And she'd be like, no, I don't like it because it's, it's not right. But... You, you, you will know this because you've been making visual art for a long time, mm. which is that um, when you've been making stuff for a long time, you get slightly, not stuck in, in ways, but you've got certain ways of doing it or, yeah. you know, or you maybe get a little bit tidier than you maybe, you know, whereas like when someone's not so, hasn't put in all those hours mm. and they're a bit, just a bit looser and a bit freer, those... she would just get a brush and a bit of paper and just bust something out and I'd be like, Almost a little bit sort of 
Do you know what? Jealous? Jealous? Well, no, I mean, I'll tell you what, I tried that like... It was watching like, an adult do that is yeah, amazing. That's what I mean, because she still had, she had the control of an adult. It's not like a Where's kid it? who's yeah, just yeah. going nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like she knew what she wanted and she was, yeah. she was And doing she it. knew what she wanted enough to say, no, that isn't it. Yeah. And she's worked on it over yeah. the last like five, six years to a point now where she's... She can... She, you know, I, I love what she's doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I love that energy, man, of sort of... It's, that is crazy. You don't, I mean, you, well, you, know, you do hear about it. You just don't get to see it. I've never heard anyone talk about it really like that. Yeah. I don't get to see it much because... Well, I don't know. Well, most people you probably meet are already... They're already artists. Yeah, exactly. So you're just I mean, like, yeah, yeah you, uh, this is, you know, you kind of like, yeah, that's what they do. Yeah. You never meet someone. Wicked. That's, a, I suppose, a great thing about relationships, I suppose. This is the only way it's going to happen. You never meet someone... You don't just meet someone and say, oh yeah, I'm just about to be an artist. Yeah. In a few days' time, I'm going to get a pen and paper. And yeah, I'm gonna... exactly. You don't get to hear that ever. No. You only see it through yeah. a close relationship. It yeah. It will evolve. And yeah. I think it's a rarity uh, yeah. as an adult. That's brilliant, man. Yeah, because I mean, for years and years, I'd be sitting there with a sketchbook drawing yeah. or whatever, and she'd just be right, writing in a notebook. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then suddenly, just well, just maybe gradually, but and is it... it happened quite quickly when it happened. And uh, is it now fulfilling... The same thing, the same space that her writing was doing. Do you think it kind of is? Yeah, she's not. Although recently, very recently, she started saying that I want to start writing again. Um, Well, you know, so I was like, "Well, do it, do both, do whatever." Yeah, yeah. But that's creative freedom, man. Yeah, exactly. That's something. That's beautiful thing to be able to do. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. And her job involves her doing a lot of writing and stuff so she does have that outlet but yeah just recently she's looking towards that but um well so yeah you know it's that just sounds, been, it's just been an interesting yeah. thing to watch that's that's amazing man but it sounds like you know being able to be brave enough to do art after being um a writer for so long yeah. and making that brave move to just give in and do it so then to choose, yeah, I might bring back this writing thing. Mm. It'll be with a whole yeah. new set of yeah. experiences, yeah. I suppose. And yeah. Because yeah. I think, you know what I think it was that attracted her to the, to the, to making visual art yeah. was the fact that it's much more immediate. Ah, uh, right, it? yeah. So you could spend a year yeah. sitting in a room writing a novel. Yeah. Yeah. And you still not really got anything to show anyone. No. And then, whereas you could spend a day, yeah, an hour, and make something yeah. ten minutes, and someone goes, "Oh yeah, yeah," they might not like it, whatever. But do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's what she. Because I think she was always, a, you know, a little bit sort of envious yeah. of that. Like, oh god, but you just. I think that's really know. interesting, man. I wonder what goes on psychologically because maybe she like she. She got everything out of writing all those years. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And then it starts to, it's not as full as it used to be. Like, it's not hitting the, the points constantly yeah. as much as it used to. So then all of a sudden, art does it, like painting. Yeah. Hits it. And now she's, she might be like full now. Yeah. So I've got enough space in here. Yeah. I can, I can use this on writing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot, like really, yeah. like her brain yeah. working for her. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Creative I brain don't know. is amazing. She has definitely said recently. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, Zenny writes as well. Does that, it, yeah. yeah, that's always been part of the little connection yeah. with the three of us. When when we met was that? Yeah, he he's he would have these crazy notebooks that he wrote in India. <clears throat> you know, and they're full of like mad 
tripped out doodles and graph kind of drawings yeah. and then he's got pages of writing as well you know so um, I, I mean I personally have never been a huge yeah. one for a lot of writing although I did once do that thing you know it's kind of like a I think it's called morning papers have you yeah. ever done it no. it's like it's like a uh, the artist way it's one of these kind of like things that's right. like a and basically what you're meant to do you're not writing for anyone else you don't show it to anyone else you don't even have to read it back or whatever it's it's almost like um, brain dump yeah so you would sit down in the morning sheet of A4 and just bust it out like just write maybe a page or two pages of just whatever's, whatever's comes there. into your head yeah and I did it I did it when my kid was really young and you know you're getting up at like mad early in the morning yeah. and you got all that kind of weird extra time but you can't necessarily just get into something yeah. big time and I would sit and I did it for about a couple of weeks nice yeah really good I found it later on a lot of it was just top gobbledygook but the feeling was nice yeah it was a little bit it became almost like a little bit like a psychic sort of diary or something that's interesting you'd be yeah. like yeah. thoughts combined with what you're actually doing yeah and yeah, it's a brain dump. It's like so. I write. I mean, I write a list every day. Yeah. The first thing I do. Yeah. When I get on the train, usually. Um, and it's a mix of work, hobby, maybe podcast is on there or something. Yeah. But it's a nice. And if I don't do it, I can get to the studio and do fuck all. I need to let it out. Yeah. Even even I can get to the studio and be like, I'm not doing anything now. Yeah. Do you sometimes so you write the list, but you don't necessarily always. I never go back to it. Oh right, and never, and that's the other weird. Oh point. right, so it's yeah. not like this is my list of things. And then I look at it all day and say, right. oh, "You've done that, you've done that." No, what I tend to do is write the whole list. Yeah, and then because I've written it, then I can turn up at the studio and just get on with it. Do yeah. all of the things. They could all be different. It's weird. Yeah, and then the following day, I'll open up the book again on the iPad and then I'll scratch yeah. off what I did do. Yeah, yeah, and bring through yeah. what I haven't done. Yeah, but it, I'm, it's weird that I don't. Part of me, because especially when I wrote wrote it on in, on paper. Mm. I hate myself wasting notebooks because I would literally just write these things and then not refer back. Yeah. But then I realised what I was doing. All you're doing is letting it out and then you can just go yeah. and do it. You don't need to refer. No. My list isn't massive anyway. It's like 10 things to do. Yeah, it's like yeah. 8 things to do. Yeah. It's never 30 things. Like, <laughs> it's with. still quite a long list. Yeah, it's, I love it. But yeah, it's like, it's like that, I suppose. But it's not personal. I suppose there could be another angle where you could just write a bit of personal stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what this was. I mean, this was specifically, you know, I read the little thing which was how to do it or whatever. Yeah. And it it says, you know, you're not, you're certainly not writing it for anyone else. Yeah. I like that. Which that that in itself is great. Yeah. Because you're not like, oh, what's someone going to, what are they going to think about this? Yeah. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Especially if you, like me, spelling and all those, do you know what I mean? All types, grammar, the lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not worried about any of that. Um, I, like I mean, maybe to a certain extent, your your thing that you do is that. Yeah, but it's all it's work related, and then I kind of smile when it says, "Oh yeah, chase Pinky about that podcast." Yeah. Well, I know that's not work. That's my yeah. life and the things I like doing, and I like coming to those points. Yeah. Or if I paint, I paint people's names all the time with an yeah. owl because I love doing it. Yeah. And so then someone's name might be on the list. Yeah. Finish yeah. Juliet's thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I like, I like those things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, every now and again, I'll, I'll write myself down a sort of thing of like what I should be doing or what I think. Every, I, I you know, think like, every morning. Contact that person, yeah. try and get that going. 
But things can be, I could have important things like that. So say he's like, oh, I might be able to get some new business out of this person. But on the Monday, I feel a bit weird and I, yeah. I can't, don't want to do it. I just don't feel right doing it today. It's fine. Just push it. And I'll remember it the next day. You didn't do it. All right, cool. Just put it on today's list. Yeah. And I just think you, you can carry things. Yeah, yeah. You're and not, not, you're not um, beating yourself up. No. If, what I do say to myself, if I've let something go like seven to ten days... Yeah, like, sort this out, you dick. Yeah, stop being scared. Cause why, you're are you not, why are you not? Why are you avoiding that? You're avoiding that's yeah. seven to ten days now, son. Yeah, come on. Or just take it off. Yeah. just take it off. If yeah. you don't want to do it, just yeah, take yeah. it off the list. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. So that that's it's the only thing I'm, I'm aware of is that yeah, just don't let things carry too long. Yeah, because then there's a you're obviously carrying something. That you yeah. Shouldn't be. Yeah. You will resolve it or you just push it off. Yeah, man. Yeah, daily lists. I like it. It's, yeah. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, that's interesting. I found them into it. I found yeah. them Yeah. Because I don't do it. I mean, I do do it occasionally. Yeah. Um, but even like, even down to paint shop, you know what I mean? Or yeah. Leyland brushes. Yeah. That type of shit. It's nice. Yeah. 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 And it does remind you because sometimes you're not really, and it, you've got a lot of shit going on and you yeah. think, oh God, I've got around to doing that. So you can, you can refer back, but I just, just the act of writing. I think it's like, I think when people revise, for yeah, exams, right. they read and then write it out. And if you write it out, it really goes into you. Yeah. Yeah, this, I read something the other day, I heard someone saying that, that actually, I mean, because it's interesting, it's just, they say that, because when I was writing, doing these morning papers, yeah. I was physically writing them yeah. with a pen on exactly. a piece of A4. Yeah. And I think that was different to if typing. typing something. Definitely. Yeah. I'm you getting posh with this. This has got a pen. Right. My iPad. So yeah. I'm, I'm being good for good for Earth. I'm yeah, using this. Although yeah. whatever's been used to make it is another story. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't think Talking about. of which, I I had a bit of a um, clear out. Yeah. On Sunday, started off. Lonnie was looking for a particular photograph of her when she was younger, and so we've got like boxes of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't have a huge amount of stuff, but we don't have a huge living space so what we have got some of it is just in boxes yeah yeah so she starts raking through boxes looking for it and then i just found this box of sketchbooks wow and they were like actually most of them are from when i first moved here okay and i went through and i think looking at the box i was thinking i've already sorted through these ones maybe five years ago yeah and i went back through it and i was like actually you know okay. what they yeah. pretty much put the whole lot in a recycled bin yeah and and it was really good, man. And not just like, oh, I felt cleansed because I got rid of a load of old crap. But actually, you know what? I looked through them and without sort of being arrogant or anything, I just thought, fucking hell, I've got better. You know? Yeah, I don't need this. I don't need them. Yeah. I try yeah, you to... hold on to things sometimes, don't you? Yeah. you think, that was really good. And I you've do got an imaginary world where you're going to yeah. be showing all this stuff to someone in the future. Max takes the piss out of me about you my know? museum. It's yeah, the, museum, your museum. we've all got a museum, haven't we? Museums. Basically, yeah. We've all got this museum in our heads. Someone's yeah, yeah. going to be looking after our archive. Yeah. No one really cares about it, but that's fine. Yeah. It's still going to be done. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't care about it. I know that. That's why It's still going to happen. Though. Yeah. Museum's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's why I've kept it all. Yeah. I tend to, in my sketchbooks, I tend to get to a point where I'm like, right, you're dead. Pages out. I take the pages I want to Pages that you want to keep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know for what reason. But that's just, I think probably throughout our lives we'll have these, these levels of clearing yeah. out this stuff. Yeah. And I think my girl's hoping that by the time I'm gone, those boxes are empty. So she doesn't have to deal with them. Yeah. 
I've got 10 boxes at my mum's house yeah. full of stuff I don't know what's in them now well that's what I was I mean that's the same thing the, the, the old aerosol hippies homeboy zine yeah you know amazing that was the originals of that were in a box in my mum's house amazing in a, in a wardrobe in a, or in the attic or something you know so there are, there are I've got a few things scattered yeah. around and some things I'm like yeah I know why I've kept them because then maybe like things that feel more like a finished piece of work or something. Uh, there's that. And like all think, the weird doodles and yeah. just pages of... Yeah, we just don't need that. tags. Exactly. Whatever you've tags, done, you know. 30 pages deep of yeah. tags. And yeah, it was a nice night and it was funny. Yeah. And the thing was there, the thing was there. I don't need... Don't actually need... I don't need it. It's the memory's fine. Yeah. And I'll always remember it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm the same, man. So yeah. it was kind of... It was quite, um, it was quite pleasing to just... To actually look a lot of it and just sort of go, yeah, you know what? I'm actually doing stuff that I'm more into and it now. Is, it is nice to fucking. I mean, you just took the piss out a bit, a bit about the cleansing stuff. Yeah, I, I did it moving onto a boat. Like, well, there you go. Do we you got mean? rid like, of so much shit, and then we went and got a storage unit for the rest of the shit, right? Yeah, and we put it in the storage unit for a year and a half. Yeah, and never went. And we we're like, what? so we don't need any of it then. Yeah, you know what we did? It was amazing. But the storage unit was. We realised it was on the canal. Yeah, so we sailed up to it. <laughs> I ran in, got the trolley, done about 10 drops in it, got it all back on the boat and then brought it down to the canal and then dished it out to charity shops and people yeah. wanted stuff on the canal, whatever. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, that, that was nice to let go of all that shit. Yeah. My studio was full to the brim though, I won't lie. Yeah, I've got, I mean, that's the other yeah. thing. I've got a studio, mm. which is like the trash compactor. Do you know exactly. what I mean? The walls are closing in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know... Yeah, it's dangerous in my room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go over there. Don't, go, don't touch that. Yeah. One minute, let so me just... Avalanche <laughs> of half-empty cans. And... All of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Brighton, you love it. You're happy to be here. It's a great city. It is a great and city. And your son's enjoying it. I'm happy to be here. I suppose your son's Cosmos, from here. Cosmo's from here. Yeah. Although technically, um, he wasn't born here. He was born in Haywards Heath. Nice. She's random. Yeah. Just the luck of the draw. Yeah. The night he was Happened born, they were like, "We're bringing you up here." Yeah, we're not saying you can't come to Brighton, but we're advising you to go to Hayward Teeth. We're sending an ambulance. So yeah, went to Hayward Teeth. So yeah, I don't even because when we were born there, that woman afterwards, the nurse was like, "Well, he's a." He's born in, what is it? What's Brighton in? Is Brighton in East Sussex? Sussex? Yeah, East Sussex, yeah. And that's in West Sussex or something. She was going oh, on I about see. it. I just looked at her like, really? It's fine. He's coming back to Brighton. Yeah, it doesn't matter it to really me. Do you matter. know what I mean? Yeah. I've never been big on the where you're from. Well, whatever, it, you know, East, West. Fuck, it matters. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't but yeah, matter. so yeah, he's a, he's a Brighton kid. Wicked. He loves it. How old is he now? He's eight. Fuck. Yeah. Amazing. He's a dude. That's a lovely age. It him. is, yeah. It's a nice age. He's he's funny. He's into Becoming stuff. Himself. Yeah. Uh, he's big. Goes through those mad phases where he'll be sort of like busting out a load of mad drawings. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, are you going to draw something? He's like, nah, yeah. not bothered right now. Yeah. Reads a lot of crazy books. Good. You know, he's yeah. Cool guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a sweet kid. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on Brighton, man. I'm, I, you know. It's a shame I left when I did, but you know, separate lives and all that. But it's been wicked getting to know you after. Yeah, same man. Coming back and meeting you. Same, yeah. Yeah, that the first I think thing was get, I got you on a commission. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Yeah, that was a great little gig. Though. Yeah, but that was a nice way to meet you as well. Yeah. Not that I 
Uh, it was nice not to, for you, uh, you to ask stuff. me to do it as well because yeah. we didn't really know each no, other and you no. got the job and, and obviously thought I'd be right for it. That's what it was, man. Um, and and I just yeah, and it was great. They, they were very happy. They loved yeah, it. Yeah, that was a lovely present. Yeah. That's yeah. sick. I really enjoyed that, man. Thank you so much for sharing. No, same, man. Thanks for asking me. Big up. Really appreciate you, bro. Thank you very much. Cheers, dude. Well, what did I tell you? Amazing, eh? Super colourful. I love hearing stories from writers from other parts of the country. And Pinky's story and how he got here, the work he produces, the thoughts he has on art, all dope, all inspiring. And to me, he really is a true artist. He does art all the time, in many ways and mediums, always at it. And then shows it through shows, Instagram, the odd zine, and that's it. The fact that he supplements his life through art is a byline. It's like a bonus, a club card. 10 coffees and one free type of thing. You're getting a coffee no matter what though. Pinky does art no matter what. Dope guy, dope family. I'm visiting his studio soon and I'm really looking forward to that very much. Big ups Lolly, big up Cosmo. Keep them vibes flowing. Pinky showed me some illustrations he's working on at the minute. Amazing work, like I'm properly looking forward to seeing this come together. So yep, thanks again Pink. Amazing bro, thanks for the time. And also massive big thank you to big homie Nick. He let us use the recording space in Hove. He's got a place called House of Place. Go and check it, houseofplace.com. You want to show work, you want to get some stickers printed, t-shirts printed, you want to hire a recording studio. All types of shit going off in there. House of Place, it's in Hove, houseofplace.com. He's a rare kind family, like proper rare kind family. Yeah, go and check him. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm off on a train tomorrow to record another podcast with my trusty Zoom 5. Summer's here, art's winning as per. Love your city, love your culture. This is F24.